The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The collision of common sense and comedy. the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Life just keeps getting better and better every day. That's good. Every day just a little bit better than the day before. Wow. I don't know if you're getting the uh, the sarcasm there. I'm laying it oh. on pretty thick. Oh, okay. Pretty, pretty thick. Hmm. Hey, uh, I have an update for you to start with today. Do you remember the professor who shot himself in the arm in the university bathroom to protest Trump? Oh, yeah. That was in, like, Vegas, I think it was. It was in Nevada. Yeah. Yeah. This is a professor of, I believe, sociology at the College of Southern Nevada. (laughs) And uh, just to refresh your memory, because we have an update on the story, he uh, went into the university bathroom to protest Trump, which, uh, see, unless Trump is in the bathroom... (laughs) There's no reason to go into the bathroom to protest Trump. No. See, where do you go to protest, Chris? White you House. Go, you go to the White House, the, or perhaps you take to media of some sort. Yes. Or maybe some other big rally somewhere yes. else. Yes. How many people do you fit in the average bathroom? It's not going to be a real big protest. No. no Number no. two, if you are going to protest by, and this is horrible, but discharging a firearm, you don't discharge it into your own arm. Is it a firearm? Because it was a twenty-two. Barely a firearm. There we go. I think it's still classified as a firearm. Okay. Which brings up point number three. If you're going to shoot yourself in protest, you want something that actually makes a showing. Yes. Right? Yes. yes, yes. You want something grand. Something's going to either do some damage, something be really loud, something something particularly sit. That's not going to. What is it? <laughs> hey, did you hear something? No, I didn't. <laughs> right? I mean, come on, man. Come on. Anyway, so he shot himself in the bathroom and then um, left the $100 bill in the mirror for the janitor yes, to clean yes, up the to mess. To clean up the mess. Okay. His name is Mark Bird. He's 69 years of age. Oof. He was armed with the 22 Derringer two-shot pistol. And on the second day of class... <laughs> well, there's the other thing. Where's the other shot? Oh. Is that the update? No, I'm oh, just, okay, I, I okay. didn't realize it was the Derringer at the time. I knew it was a 22, but, you know, I didn't know it was only two shot. I'm like, come on, man, what do you got? Anyway, so we have an update. The president of the school's faculty union issued a statement condoning the way the university handled it. Okay. Um, this again, the school's faculty union head president. He said they never really told the students much about it, except that it was resolved on the actual day of the shooting. When you don't give full details, that's when rumors go crazy. So they basically said, they just swept under the rug. Okay, there's something happened here, and it's all better. Okay, don't go back to your class. Don't worry about it. Everything's back to normal. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Move along. Nothing to see here. All is well. Remain calm. Right? It was like that. That's the guy's bleeding. <clears throat> right. He also said, it's unfortunate because it made the students and faculty very afraid and allowed rumors to proliferate. Rumors of what? 
you know, of of what happened and what didn't happen. But where would you know what happened? He shot himself on pro- in protest. Yeah, but they didn't tell him enough info. And then they're there's, on campus and rumors are proliferating. Yeah, but there's nothing else to say. Do you want rumors to proliferate? I do not want them to. You sound like you're a supporter of proliferating rumors. I don't, but like I'm, I'm trying to what else is there in the story other than he shot himself in protest yeah, there's of 100 really bucks. No. There, there's nothing know. else to rumor. Did you know he's also sleeping? No, oh. th- that doesn't even... Right. It has nothing to the, to the story. Um, and... and if they say, okay, they cleared campus and there's, I mean, I understand if you're like, there's a shooting, is somebody on campus? Yeah. Okay, I get that. People are worried about that. But after they say, it's all cool, it's all cool. And if you're telling me you can't take their word, it's all cool, then you're telling me yeah, you can't issue. trust the universities in yes. general. And that's a whole different discussion. Yes. Right? Okay. So anyways, yeah, they said uh, not enough. And then he said um, they should have basically been more forthcoming. I don't know about what. Now, part of the update, cops have charged Bird. With discharging a firearm with a within a prohibited structure, carrying a concealed weapon without a permit, <laughs> and possessing a dangerous weapon on school property, yeah, which again, seems like a failure because again, it's about a, a twenty-two I mean, shot there. Guess here. it's dangerous or really, more dangerous than fit in. A, it's like so tiny. You palm it disappears right and yeah. you palm. I'm looking at it now. Bird has. Begun writing letters while incarcerated. To whom? All kinds of people. The president? Is he protesting the president via letter writing? Yes. (laughs) So, now here's the thing. One of the letters that I have is a letter to the president (laughs) and vice president of the university. Oh, hold on. (laughs) Dude, he's 69? Yes. Oh, senile. What do you mean? So old. He doesn't know who's who. I know. I mean, he. I guess like, when you read the letter, he does, I guess, distinguish between the two. But I'm like, you went so far as to shoot yourself in protest of President Trump's policies. And you write a letter about why you shot yourself and what you're protesting. And you said it to the school's president. Did he... Have they meshed together in his head? When Trump took over as university president, (laughs) I said I would not work for somebody. Does he? Did he misunderstand when they said Trump is being sworn in as president? He's like, that is not what Southern Nevada U needs. We do not need a president like that. We do not need that guy on campus every day. Mm -mm. All right. So the letter he sent to the school's uh, president and VP. And you got to send it to the VP as well. Oh, yeah. yeah, In case you send it to the president and he's like, okay, now we now know why 69-year-old Mark Bird shot himself in protest. And then something happens where he resigns. (laughs) The new VP would not know why he shot himself. And you want that guy in form because that guy's going to have his finger on the button. Yes. Oh, yes. What button? I don't know. But on the button (laughs) at the university. Maybe the one that buzz beat. Yeah, come on. No, you got to pull it when I hit the. No, pull the door. Pull the door now. It's like that. The one that buzzes, you know, students in or something. All right. His letter said, I sincerely apologize for my behavior today. So he got to this Uh-oh. letter right off. Uh oh. I mean, they, they, okay, fingerprint and question. You know, it takes a while to go through that process. Yes, it <laughs> you get arrested on something simple. You were there for at least a couple of hours. hours. You're there, they're questioning, they take you in, they fingerprint you. I mean, I've heard. Those are the stories I've heard. 
That's what movie tells. That's what Law and Order tells me. Yes, that's where I got this information yes. too. Thank God those court records are sealed. I sincerely apologize for my behavior today. I was motivated by multiple reasons. Would you like to know? Would you like to know? A major reason is derivative of the following October 20th, 2017 CBS News story. Wow, he's very specific. The earth had roughly 100 million malnutrition and pollution deaths in the past decade. And the earth is on a course for at least another 100 million such deaths in the next decade. Okay. 100 million deaths are more than all the military and civilian deaths of World War II. Okay, I'm, I'm still not Again, following. This, this is why he shot himself with the 22. Because of a story... On October 27th. Derivative of the following, October 20th, 2017, CBS News story. The Earth had 100 million malnutrition uh-huh. and pollution deaths in the past 10 uh-huh. years. Uh-huh. Uh, and the Earth is still on course for another 100 million such deaths in the next decade. So we're going to keep that 10 million a year average going. 100 million deaths are more than all the military and civilian deaths of World War II. This is serious. You understand? Now... <clears throat> I understand why. You know what? He should have shot himself. Yes. See, this is the problem I was going to bring up, Chris, right there. See, you're you're so upset that the clearly this is an overpopulation yes. or yes. a lack of resources yes. thing. Um, you take care of yourself there. Take one for the team. You know, you get a bill of bigger caliber and a better shot. You're 69. You lived your life. You know, it's been a good run. You're a you professor, know, university. It was a really good life. 69. You got to see the new <clears throat> iPhone come out. You're, you got to give set. up a piece of your pie so someone else can get a piece of the pie. You know what? These are men other people. He, he, he deserves a statue. No, no. He would have if he had used a 40. True. Hell, even a 38 would have got him closer to that statue. Mm. You know, and a better shot. Mm. Anyway. He then went on to say, a less significant motivation relates to the October 1st, 2017 Las Vegas mass shooting at the Mandalay Hotel that killed 58 people. So there you go. Those are two of his motivating factors. That's why he had to shoot himself in protest of Trump. Mm. (laughs) It all goes together, Chris. Yeah, I'm trying to add it up, but I just... Do we know for certain... That Stephen Paddock, mm-hmm. the Las Vegas mass murderer at the Mandalay Bay Hotel, mm-hmm. did not kill those 58 people and wound hundreds and hundreds of others because of the 100 million malnutrition and pollution deaths every we 10 don't know. years. That's one, of the, that's one for the books. We don't know why right. he Maybe shot. this guy's on to something. Maybe he's letting us, you know, in a little something there. I mean, he's in Nevada. Oh, he said, since the incident, there has been no national legislation banning bump stocks. Yeah. Banning civi- what's, uh, what's, what's the matter, Chris? Uh, Trump. He already signed something about that. What are you talking? There's been no yeah. mass legislation banning. Trump took care of that via executive order. But has there been mass uh, uh, national legislation? Okay. See? Okay. Now so that's why you got to protest. Uh, why didn't Trump sign a piece of legislation? You got to protest him. Shoot yourself yeah, in the arm. He signed something already, though. He signed a, a but executive why did, order. Yeah, but that's an executive order. Why didn't he sign a law, Chris? How come? How come Trump didn't unilaterally by himself pass a law and make it a law? That's not his work. You know, he's a president. He's the what, executive. What, what? 
that's not his he's part of the executive branch not the legislature branch why didn't he run for every seat in congress and the senate and the Wait, president so he'd be able to do all of the that. people that do not yeah. want him to be a yeah. dictator so you want him to be a dictator i don't you i mean him, you know you want him he could have dictated a law you you want him to sign a le- uh, legislature maybe you, that's what you want anyway Since the incident, there's been no national legislation banning bump stocks, banning civilian ownership of AR-15 type assault weapons, and the passage of a universal gun background check legislation. Apparently. And again, this is a letter to Mm -hmm. the school school president president and VP. And vice president. Apparently, it is about as easy to buy an AR-15 as a two-shot Derringer. It Um, is not. It's still a gun. Huh. It's still the same procedure. It's though. easier to get a book. We know that. It's you know what? <clears throat> thank you. For it's easier that. to buy a book it's, than it thank is you for saying that. Even though it's I mean, it's true. easier to buy a gun than a book. Rather, yeah, it's not true, but okay. I mean, you can just write down and buy like truckloads of of guns. And yeah, a you book. can. Yeah, and a book. I mean, it's taking you weeks like and months. Days to, of you got to check a take a pass a background check. Do you know how to change. read and all this stuff? Yeah. Do you have a library card? I do not. There it is. Do you own a gun? Yes. Done. Yeah, that's a case in point. No. He said, I have sent a longer essay on my motivations to Clark County District Attorney Steve Wilson and others. So close. What, what, so what, what, close. what do you mean? At least he's in the government side now. He's, he's, at least he's in the government I side. I think you start small and you yes. climb the ladder. You know, at le- you know <clears throat> He might mm-hmm. be a libertarian. He believes in small. You know, you start Keep from the close bottom. To home. And I want to change my community. And so if I it wanna, doesn't change, then, then you I amp it up on. a little. Yes. Just go yeah. up there, whatever. Be a so in heart. good for him. Good yes. for him. He's yes. he knows how to start off. So now yes. you know you got it. Yeah. It's a hundred million uh, every ten years that are malnutrition and pollution. And Stephen Paddock at the Mandalay Bay mass murder and all those people. So he's able to mm-hmm. tie in climate change as well. Legit. Well, he's written other letters, oh. so I don't know what all gets in there, but uh, but now you know why he did it. By the way, he has mm. so much time in his hand now. Right, he has way too much. He has a lot of time for. Can words. the cops take away his pen yep. and 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 yep. notebook? Here is- it is. We have a specially fashioned pen for you, Mister Bird. Uh, you only get 160 characters, and then it runs out of ink. Sorry. Oof. Choose them wisely. Choose them Oof. wisely. So um, to sum up. He's crazy. Yeah. That's what we've learned. There's his true motivation. Cuckoo. Cuckoo. You know, the cops are pissed They have to read those letters going out from oh, the I prison. Know. Like, damn it. So many Ugh. words, malnutrition. Pete, do you CBS. want to read this when the professor's at it again? I'll give you $1,000 and I'll go clean up the guy who threw poo in cell number, cell number six if you just read this letter. Just read He's his at letters. It again. I can't do it anymore. I'm Can going you crazy. Stop here. giving him pens. That's right. Can we stop? How did he get another pen? No, it's okay if he has a shank. Yeah. Just don't Just give him a pen. No pens. It's okay. Does he have shivs that he's crafted out of a toothbrush? That's fine. That's fine. Fine. I'm not worried about that. Stop. Give, if you're going to give him a pen, do not give him paper. No, not paper. No, what are you doing there? You're paying other prisoners. The, the, the uh, cops are paying other prisoners to shank him in the yard. Go get him. Go get him. He's, he's, he's a nerd. Now, shank is a verb. Can it also be a noun like shiv? You yeah, can shiv, yeah. but you can use a shiv. Yeah. But a shank is also a weapon. Yes. Did I use that right? You I did. don't want to misunderstand. You did. No, no, you did. You did. You did use it right. All right. Very good. I know you were a cop, so I just yes. want to make sure. Yes. All right. 
All right. Well, uh, it's good. We had the update there. I have some other updates to get to today. Good. Um, yeah, today seems to be a day for updates. We also have some information, <laughs> including President Trump releasing a bunch of information. Oh, yeah. I don't know what what is to be expected with all this. Is there going to be some gem? I don't know. My mind is all uh, a flitter, wondering what kind of gems are going to be in the information he released. I don't think it's going to be anything tremendous. I think he'll say it's something tremendous, but I don't think it's going to be. Do you? No. <laughs> I think it'll be some... There'll be a little bit of meat there. A couple yeah. little nuggets, but yeah. nothing substantial. I hope there is. I don't. By the way, I don't care who it shows guilt or innocent of. You just want to see something? Something today, exactly. Mm. I don't care if it takes down somebody I like. I don't care if it's, it helps any other. I don't care. I just need some new meat here. I'm tired of making the same arguments about the other stuff. That's all I've got left. Is it, is it good information for the show? That's make yes. my life a little easier. Yes. That's all I'm looking for. So, all right, I guess we're going to break in and come back with more. If you want to join the broadcast, please do so via the Twitter. It's at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. Good morning, please. Inappropriately appropriating cultures since 2012. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, 888-900-3393. Tacoma police say a 22-year-old man shot himself in the leg while inside Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, in protest? The man was taken to the hospital. Nobody else was hurt. It appears to be an accident. I am disputing that. (laughs) Uh, because shooting yourself uh, is a small price to pay. Yes, yes. To get out of being at Chuck E. Chuck Cheese. E. I don't know who he was with. I don't know anything. I just know what I told you right there. And we have a statement from the witness. So we don't know a lot of details. <laughs> but my speculation is that he was with his family. <laughs> his wife forced him to go. And he said, I'm out. I got to <laughs> I gotta find a way out. And I've, I'm willing to shoot myself. I've had those same thoughts. Especially when you go Chuck to Chuck E. Cheese. Yes, Chuck E. Cheese represents the worst of America. I, I don't know so if too. you can find a better single example of the worst of America, of something that is not often spoken about. I mean, like, if you say, wow, uh, so many people were gunned down in Chicago and murdered over that's the weekend worse. or whatever, you yes. go, wow, that's a, that's a bad representation of America. <clears throat> but people continue to go there. They take their children there. There's not many worse examples of, of, have you seen the people in there? I choose not to see them. This is not, um, you know, somebody that we would want uh, put on a poster for America. If you were out operating the American Tourism Board, if, if America was a company and you said, all right, marketing team, come in here. What do we want to put on the billboards? That are going to be in Canada and Mexico and the rest of the world. Not that. Are you putting Chuck E. Cheese and what goes no. on inside? No. no. 
See, if you haven't been to Chuck E. Cheese, it's not like the little commercials. Oh, no. Oh, they make it. Look at the kids. They're climbing and they're jumping in the pit of balls, and it's so wonderful in their smiles. No. No. Horrible. I was at Chuck E. Cheese, let's say, two and a half. Oh, about wow. two years ago. That long. <clears throat> I think it was about two years ago. Cubby was, I don't know, around two. My wife forced me to go. Yeah. I knew. See, I see these stories that come up. We talk about common themes and Friday mm-hmm. leftovers and stuff. There's a story of some ruckus, like a physical altercation between parents at a Chuck E. Cheese somewhere probably once a month. It's all the time this stuff happens. <clears throat> and I knew it was coming. It's not really the cleanest place. It's not like, you know, again, the poster children for America in there. Mm-hmm. And the parents are like, well, my kid this and my kid that. And their kid, it's horrible. And the pizza sucks on top of it. Okay. So we go there for a friend of hers. Kid was having a birthday party mm-hmm. there. And I was like, okay. I'm just a good husband smiling as we make our way in. <clears throat> we were there like 15 minutes and I have the crazy look on my face like, are you seeing this honey you know like big smile but talking through your teeth i'm like this hey how is it you enjoying your time what do you think should we stay a lot longer i mean that's the look on my face and i see her look over at me a couple times like i had no idea this place was and i was like this "Uh uh-huh we made it 30 minutes 35 (laughs) maybe 40 and my wife goes to me you know, we don't have to stay real long. <laughs> it was no more than 40 minutes, Chris. I nice. guarantee it. We don't have to stay real long. And I was like, okay, whatever you say. It was at the hour mark and she was cleaning up going, hey, we got, we she go. pulled out the, we have something else, uh, you know, sick grandma. I mean, she went down the list of. That's funny. And we were out the door and That's she, funny. we didn't make it to the car. <laughs> And she was like, we are never going that. back there ever again. Now, I wanted to at that point say. Told you so. And I didn't. <laughs> I just took my victory of never again. Nice. <clears throat> nice. And hope springs eternal, Chris. Because at that moment, and when those moments happen, I think to myself, take the victory, move on. Perhaps in the future, when things like this come up, when I say. You know, if you haven't and I have, I'm telling you, it's not. Maybe. (laughs) I think to myself, maybe this is the moment where moving forward, she'll say, maybe I'll I'll take into consideration what he said. Maybe he knows something. It has not happened yet. And this Uh, scenario in various uh, ways has repeated itself where she's like, yeah, we don't have to. Or that was a bad. We shouldn't have. And I... Still, hope springs eternal that at some moment she'll say, wow, you really understand. (laughs) By the way, a witness said he must have pulled out the gun or something because everyone just started scattering and running different direction. And I was frantically trying to get my kids unbuckled from the ride. Everyone was panicking, running, screaming, grabbing kids left and right. Kids were jumping behind machines, hiding, trying to figure out what was going on. It was bedlam. And my question is, how did you know? Yes. Because what you've just described, including the gun. Every day, a Chuck E. Cheese. It's Chuck E. Cheese. It's Chuck E. 101. Yes. That's what it is. 
Uh, everyone was sca- scattering, running different direction, frantically trying to get kids unbuckled from rides. Everyone was panicking, running, screaming, grabbing kids left and right. Kids were jumping behind machines, hiding, trying to figure out what was. That's Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. That comes with a package. Right. That comes with the tokens. Yeah, how many tokens do you get with that package? <laughs> oh, you want the Bedlam package. Okay. <laughs> the restaurant stayed open after they took the guy out. Well, duh. Nothing stuff's Chucky. He didn't have a concealed carry permit, oh. yet he will not be charged. Good. You don't think he should be charged? No. I think he should be charged. Oh, he's trying to get out of there. Oh. He's trying to you get You know what? Out. That's a good point. If you could prove... Here's what the officers have to say. They're standing there like, so um, do we charge? You know, you try to figure it out as a cop. I talked to some witnesses. Do you think we charge him? Uh, What do you think? I don't think so, no. no. Tell you what, um, let me ask one question. Uh, Excuse me, sir. Are you married? Yes. Okay, yeah, then uh, let's not charge him. Let him go. He's clearly suffered enough and will continue to suffer each and every day. Because next week... He'll come back again? He has to come back again. The week after that, he has to go to Disney, so... This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Hey, get those uh, tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. I mean, assuming you learned something throughout the broadcast. Chris, you were a police officer. Yes. And we'll go through some of those tweets in a minute, but I want to get your take on something here. Shoot. Um, I'm not a cop. Uh, I've never been a cop. But um, Would you ever wanted to be a cop? No, Does not so much. I didn't didn't oppose the idea. I know we learned yesterday you wanted to be a lawyer, but you didn't... I don't want to be. I just thought it'd be good. I just like to argue. I mean, you know. Yeah, you don't argue. I find fault with stuff, and, you know, I figured that would be good. Okay. You know, plus, um, you know, who doesn't want to give a dramatic, uh, you know, recap, closing arguments of a trial? That's law and order. You You know, that doesn't really happen. No, no. no. But I want to. Yeah. I want to give one of those. Yeah. And apply for law and order. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Right. I mean, who, did, who doesn't want to give the closing arguments or something like that? Have you seen real life closing arguments? There, yeah. In fact, <laughs> buddy of mine wanted to be an attorney, mm-hmm. and he goes to a, a a courtroom proceeding, and I think he might have been in college and was like pre law or something. Like that. Mm-hmm. So they go kind of field trippy type thing to watch, and it was a a pretty dramatic criminal case too. It wasn't okay. just like traffic court, and the defense attorney <clears throat> stands up. <clears throat> You know, you know the scene, right? Mm-hmm. Pushes him away from the table. Begins to address, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, your honor, if it pleases the court, my closing arguments now. I mean, you know. <laughs> and he begins, William Shakespeare said, <laughs> right? I mean, starts the dramatic what? quotations. <clears throat> You know, offering literary to quotes. To be or not to, to be. be. And we, you know, it just begins the dramatic and Found he gets about father. 60 seconds into it and the attorney goes, all right, Steve, wrap it up. <laughs> okay. Get this show on the road. If okay. you're busted out, a Bard of Avon quotes, you're out. Okay. So, yeah, but who wouldn't want that, you know? Yeah. 
And you got to do all the the tricks, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At one point, you clean your glasses, right? <laughs> you do that. Take a big sip of water. Sip of water. <clears throat> you look at each juror in the eye, and you mm. walk down the line. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You quickly turn around and point. My client, right? <laughs> Something like that. <clears throat> you do the hands on the table. Hanging your head with a sigh. Aha! Or you do the famous, because the real guilty party is coming through that door now. And they all look and you say, there must be reasonable doubt or you wouldn't have looked. Right? You pull all those tricks. Anyway, never a cop, but you are. I offer a story of a Kanawha County, West Virginia man. Okay. He was arrested after he was accused of huffing paint and beating his mom with a spatula. Cops offered up some evidence to prove that he is guilty of huffing paint and beating his mom with a spatula. All right. Okay. Um, Number one, they found him sitting on a bench in the front yard and he looked dazed and confused. As a cop by by itself, does that? Yeah. He's looking dazed. Yeah, I mean, is it sh- enough to arrest him? No, you, but you start adding mm. up. You, you so that's little, like, it is a little bit. You have a mental tally. You have gotcha. a mental tally. Check. He, he's known for huffing paint in the past. Okay. So he has a little no, bit. So of, you're, okay. But that doesn't mean guilt now, no. right? I mean, but the two of them together, you're saying. Yes. You know, and here's what he looked like when. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, he, he what beat you, his mom. What do you? And what do you? What do you do? Yeah. Look at that! Uh-huh. Isn't it, that's only a child a mother would love? Uh, 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 can you describe <laughs> the picture, Chris? Yes, uh, very shaggy hair with a lot of paint in the nose, half a cheek, uh-huh. Uh-huh. A all chin, the way down to his chin, big circle covered in shiny silver paint. <laughs> He's been huffing paint. Right, he looks like he was preparing to go. As the the Tin Man, yes, on yes. the Wizard of Oz, yes, he's halfway there. He looks like the Tin Man began to melt. Mm-hmm. Right, this is <laughs> this is what the Tin Man went through in the process of putting on the makeup or taking the makeup off. This is like the in the makeup chair behind the scenes at the Wizard of Oz. His entire nose and mouth covered in silver paint, <laughs> which brings up another point. Uh. <clears throat> Let's say you were inclined to start huffing. Okay. Okay. No puffing, right? No, just huffing. Just huffing. Okay. You know, smelling the, the substances like that in order to get high. high. There are many things you can huff and many ways to get high. Yes. Yes. yes now, yes. one of the beauties of huffing to mm-hmm. get high okay. is that it's relatively inexpensive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, <clears throat> what's a can of paint cost you? A few bucks. Three dollars max if you want to get the good. I mean, if you eat the good stuff, you might be talking six, seven bucks yeah. a, a can. Yeah. You know, you get the the kind that uh, does all the weird little swirls or sparkly stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> but, I mean, relative, relatively cheap. I mean, how much is meth, right? How much Ooh. is how much is cocaine? How much is heroin, right? And then it's not illegal to have paint. No. If I get caught with a can of paint, I'm not going to get arrested. You get caught with Harrow, you're going to get arrested. So, okay, again, these are advantages. Mm-hmm. Cheap, and it's readily available. Yeah. Okay, so these are all reasons. But this picture shows you the downside of huffing paint. 
Yes, it right. does. You get paint all over right. your face. <clears throat> the evidence is right there. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's like getting caught with a with a uh, weed cigarette. It's like it's right there. Wait, so let's say I'm high on huffing silver paint. Okay. And you're high on heroin, meth, okay. cocaine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a cop approaches us and he says, hey, Chris, are you high? You can say no. no. And he's like, I think Chris might be high. Let's test him. <laughs> but if he says, Doc, are you high? And I say no. He goes, yeah. come on, man. Here, look at, look at yourself. <laughs> right? Yeah, let's take a selfie. Right. <laughs> exactly. Let's take a look selfie together. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. What are you doing? Right. So I understand the upside of wanting to huff paint mm-hmm. versus other drugs. But here's another failure with huffing paint. Okay. There are many things you can huff that do not end up with metal face. Glue. Glue. And when you're huffing paint, you do run out. You do run out. Still cheaper than heroin and everything else, but you run out. You huff glue. You're good. You're not pouring the glue on your face and up your nose. You're just, you got the the glue with you. You're going to get a lot of huffs out of a bottle of Gorilla Glue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Or an alcohol bottle. Right. This is what I'm saying. Now, alcohol-based stuff like that does evaporate, you know, something like this, but it's not going to be as much. I'm just saying, this guy is, uh, did not make the best huffing choice. (laughs) I give him credit for the other, but it's better, right? He huffed too much paint. He was not thinking right. Now... This guy was uh, has been arrested in the past for similar things, More including huffing. 2015, when he has a similar picture with his face covered in gold paint. Well, mm-hmm. he thought silver was not going to show as well as gold. Right, that's got to be what it was. Or he's working down his. Uh, he's uh, in next month. It's bronze. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's working down, the, down his uh, minerals. Right. Mm-hmm. He's in so. bronze, and then yes, <laughs> I don't know where you go from there. <laughs> Platinum. Is it, is it decorative, by the way? Hmm. I mean, this is when he got busted. Mm-hmm. It's not like he hasn't huffed between now and 2015. Yeah. I mean, I got to believe there's been some other huffing incidents. Yes. It wasn't like for the last three years he's like, no, no, no. I've stopped that. And then last week he was like, damn it, I was in the garage. Silver I saw the paint. Can. I was spray painting the fence, and it just smelled so good. And I just, you know, <clears throat> little for me, little for the fence. I gotta believe there's been other incidents. That's funny. Little for me, little for the, little for the fence. You know. So, is it just whatever was available? Did he send mom to the store? Don't forget my paint. I gotta paint that race car silver. How many? times have I told you? Gold. Gold. I have gold paint, not silver. Where's that spatula? (laughs) Or do you get it for yourself? And again, do you color coordinate? Is that an issue at all? A lot of questions. If I'm going to have paint and I'm desperate, it's probably any paint in a storm. Oh, yeah. Anything. Whatever you got. blue, yellow. But if you go down there, I got to believe the hardware store. You're at Home Depot. I got to believe you're a connoisseur at some point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're like, no, I've realized the acrylic-based stuff gives me a smoother high. Right? (laughs) 
And the the neon stuff. Oh no, man! That's, that's bad. That is a harsh, harsh hangover yeah. on that. It gives me the jeebies. Yeah, I can't do scratching that. Scratching myself. Whatever it is, it must be like red number five. <laughs> it makes me feel like I get the bugs under my skin. Come on, you know you're going to be yeah. a connoisseur at some yeah. point. Yes, 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 yes. Is Silver the one? Mm. Is he still in the discovery phase of what's better? He's still new on this? I'm just curious about <laughs> Experimenting. this Experimenting. <clears throat> That's funny. By the way, you don't ever want to mix your paints. No. That's a bad hangover like that. You mm-hmm. want to keep it pure. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kirk Jones will tell you that. Everyone he has, knows. Yes. <clears throat> has he graduated to this? Maybe glue isn't as good a buzz. Maybe I'm being critical. Maybe to- I should Maybe he's tolerant now to glue. I he's building up. Started yeah. out with glue. Then what's next, gas? I'll tell you, all things being equal, uh, that's going to be a pretty convenient one for you. (laughs) And then, you know what you do? You get a job working at a gas station or on a gas refinery or something. Right? They're like, hey, you're not high in the job, are you? No. Right? I don't get high in my own product. What are you talking about? Well, that just happened. How are they going to tell? Check him. It looks like he's stoned. So you got alcohol in his system? So you got marijuana in his system? Nope. Nope. Okay, you're good to go. Good. <laughs> Let him in. Good. That's pretty good. Solid stuff here. I'm yeah. just curious. These things mm-hmm. yeah, make me wonder. All right, uh, I got some tweets with the hashtag what I learned today. Uh, James DeJackal is saying, doesn't Glenn have a, cr- a cruel against reading a shooter's manifesto on air? Doesn't he have a cruel? A cruel? I think he meant a rule and it adjusted. Oh, yeah. Doesn't Glenn have a rule against reading a shooter's manifestos on air? Um, did we read the manifesto? Oh, because of the, the, the shooter in the... Uh, the the, uh, the bathroom. Professor. Could they yeah. were a professor. That wasn't a manifesto. That was a letter. That was a letter. <laughs> uh, Sneaky Duck saying, apparently Doc already is already in trouble in the paint huffing department. Oh, Covey's got <laughs> Don't you regret that picture now? <laughs> okay, what? real quick. Look at that picture and yes. look at the one of me in the car. Oh, yeah. Driving? 100%. Yes. yes. I thought of that because remember the one yes. where I'm in the tuxedo and yes. Covey's sitting at dinner and we're both of the same look? I got to do a side-by-side of them. You do. Too. Look at that. It's the same, it's the same person. <laughs> Poor Covey. <laughs> God. You got a little glitter. I got to tell you. Glitter. That is one, one of my... <laughs> One of my favorite things ever is the people with the covered paint, uh, the paint covered face from huffing. Yes, uh, saving Private Harambe saying because huffing paint makes you fabulous. I think that paint has glitter. Okay, the first few times, <laughs> do you clean off your face? Those are those are pro level, right? Yeah, that's yeah. You're just like yeah, I don't yeah. care about cover. It's got to be like uh, <clears throat> maybe when you first start abusing alcohol. Okay. Even if you're an adult and try okay. to go through your work, you're hiding it from your spouse that mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're drinking too much <clears throat> and you hide the bottles, mm-hmm. you know, and then before you go in the house, you, you mouthwash, you know, or gum. Hey, just kiss on the cheek. Don't let her get too close. Whatever. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but by the end, you're just like, look, 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 shut up. Right. Is throwing the bottles <laughs> at people. Do you just get, you're just like, oh, yeah, you're I'm done. just going to spray it on my face. I don't yeah. care. Yes. Yes. 
Or you just don't care no more like if it gets on you and you just go about, uh, you ride your high. Oh, guess I got to clean myself up now. Has, if you work at Home Depot, do you ever see anybody come in with their face covered with paint? Oh, for and they're, sure. they're just buying like six cans. For sure. And you're like, hello, how are you? And you know what's stupid about it? They'll report him and will not sell him the paint. <clears throat> oh, I absolutely would. And if and if it's Doc's hardware store, oh, I am I'm s- like this. Hey, hey, I wait a minute, wait a minute. Get the prime stuff. You know, and these are if you get the third, you know, there's a discount, ten percent discount if you get three. Oh, you know, dude, it's Friday. You're long. Weekend. Aren't you going to be painting a lot of things for the weekend? You better stock up, right? I mean, I would hate for it to be like three in the morning and you realize you don't have enough to finish the job. Yes. Maybe you stock up. Do you want to be running down here? How many coats do you want? Because <laughs> three cans. Oh, no. It's gotta, every three cans is one coat. The guy, so The guy at Home Depot, you know, always like, hey, do you need some help with something? They'll help you with the job. You walk in with your face covered and you're like, does this need another coat? <laughs> Is this? I'm going for. Do this I have even look. coverage here? No, how do I get this more evenly? Let me inside? ask you something. Would the power sprayer, the Wagner power sprayer, be more effective <laughs> to cover this? Uh, uh, Joe saying, uh, five minute rent on half and paint. Must be a slow day. Must be a slow day? Yeah. I'm telling you, I get uh, sheer joy and pleasure out of seeing people with the paint covered face. That's all for me today. That one's all for me. Uh, Gustavo has a good uh, advice for the huffing paint people. If you're doing paint, choose the one that matches your skin color. Oh, there's our product. There's our there's our million dollar idea. Flesh colored paint lines. <laughs> imagine imagine the guy from West Virginia huffing the black paint and goes to get more. <laughs> They still let him buy the paint, but they arrest him for a hate crime. Blackface? Oh, that's it. No. One out of 12. One out of 12. <laughs> See the man. All right, let me get a break and we'll come back. And yes, we have other things to get to today. Sorry that we tried to bring a little levity and get your mind off of the Kavanaugh thing for a while. But we have an update on that coming up as well on this The Morning Blaze. You are listening to the smooth sounds of The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. On the Blaze Radio Network! The most culturally diverse morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. It's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Okay, so the vote is Monday, or that's when the testifying? That's when she's testifying. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Uh, this, you know, mm, he. So huffing paint. <laughs> I either need to talk about huffing paint or, or start huffing paint, <laughs> as opposed to talking about this Kavanaugh nomination. Uh, I think honestly, Trump should come out and say. <clears throat> We're done. I uh, we're done. I 
have uh, been triggered by this story over and over again for one major failure that everybody is missing. And it pisses me off so much that they don't want a trial. They don't want an investigation. I'm fine if Brett Kavanaugh or anybody else who is accused is investigated. That's that's our system. That's what it is. It is a long process. It starts with police officers. Hey, Chris Cruz touched me during the commercial break. I'm going to report it. To the officials. To the authorities, yes. Yes. To law enforcement. Yes. If I don't report it, there's no way they would know. If I don't report it in a timely manner, it's going to be more difficult to investigate. Great. I call them up, and they're the first line. Okay, what happened, Doc? We were in the break. Chris reached over and grabbed Mr. Johnson. Uh, Explain what happened. They get a bunch of questions from me. or or, um, They ask me a bunch of questions. They ask Chris a bunch of questions. They look at the area. They see if there was any other witnesses. Cameras, video, Right. At that point, they determine if there's likely enough evidence. Yes. Still, you're innocent, Doc, but there's an accusation made. You know what? There is no evidence whatsoever. It's just Doc saying it. It might be 100% true. But even if it is, there's no way we can ever prove it. Mm-hmm. And unless we're moving society to a point of somebody said something is true, they've made an accusation, and therefore we've got to arrest the person and punish them. Unless that's the society we're moving to, then there can be no charges and no case. Yeah, <clears throat> and, in, and when you go to the cops, it's also a grand jury. They have to, like, there's different... Uh, points in this, yeah, in the system to make sure that this is a legit and someone is right. either punished or sorry he didn't do right. it. Right, and not every area has a grand jury, no, but yeah. it's similar. Though. That's yeah. one. Uh, but okay, so then some areas just have prosecutors. So there's the first step. Cops are like, there's nothing here, or there's a little something here. We'll send it. We'll send it up the line, yes. or there is something here, and we have to send it just because <laughs> there's something there. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean still guilt. Yep. Cop could look at a videotape and go, wow, Chris grabbed his Mr. Johnson. There yep. it is, right? Clear as pie right there. Oh, it's taken out of context. Oh, or there's something else. Mm-hmm. Or we didn't see that uh, Doc said, yes, please mm-hmm. grab him. Whatever it is. Doc grabbed him first. So yes. he was retaliating. We don't know. But they go, again, doesn't mean guilt. No. It means, here it is, they send it to the prosecutor, mm-hmm. it goes to a grand jury, whatever the case may be, it goes up. And if they say, yes, there's likely some meat here, then they send it to a trial. There is still the process of defense, mount a defense, prosecution, yep. mount a case against the, the accused. Then the jury is involved. This is a long, long process. And finally... <clears throat> If it goes through that whole process and the jury says, yes, we believe based on the evidence at hand, taking this entire process, the person is guilty. We say they're guilty. Yes. Even then, it does not mean they're guilty. And even then, the judge can say, I will tailor the punishment or in some cases, throw out the case. Throw out the case. Yep. 
It is a long process that has to be in place unless you want to live in a society of allegation equals punishment. The reason we have the criminal justice system we have, the reason it exists is because of dictators and tyrants over the years. The person in power or the person that had influence, those that were part of the ruling class, the nobles, could simply make an allegation and punish based on that allegation. And a commoner, a serf, could make an allegation against a a noble and it carried no weight. Still, today's society, there are places like in the Middle East where you have to get three women to accuse somebody, and if one guy says no, they didn't, then it's not. It's working against you people who want to accuse people of rape to not follow the structure. Women lie too. An accusation is just that. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Yeah, I am really frustrated by this attitude, and I I made the mistake of actually reading people's comments on social media. That's always bad for me. You can't do that. It's, I know, you think I know better. That's where the trolls live. The trolls, they're like right there in the comments. Every other comment, that's a troll. Well, no, it's not even the trolls. The trolls are bad enough. I mean, you get that. The the pin-headed women out there, the glue-sniffing, the paint-snorting women out there who are so over-emotional that they hear allegation and automatically the guy is convicted or should be. The nonsense that they post on social media to justify it is maddening. They, they don't even get it. I mean, there's a lady. Last night, our favorite um, baker. She's not a baker. Alyssa Milano Cookies. No, that's not her. She, uh, you know, you, by the way, you bring down a good cookie by just over every time you say that, I die a little inside because that's why I just have the Geneva now. Oh. I can't even eat them. Wow. She's tainted the entire cookie. Hmm. Alyssa Milano put at the heart of the Kavanaugh accusation, there's a woman who had to carry this for decades. Hold it. Accusations. Yes. Accusations. Yes. If you were to say, At the heart of the Kavanaugh crimes, Mm. there's a woman who had to carry this for decades. Mm -hmm. That could be accurate. Still not 100% because we don't know if it was a crime. Yes. But that could be accurate if he is convicted. Accusations so obvious. No, you don't know. The crime is possible that that could be an accurate statement. Accusations? No. It's an accusation. We don't know if the woman had to carry this. 
maddening. She's trying to do a service for her country by bringing his, uh, this private story to the public and deserves the same respect, empathy, and kindness that all victims of sexual abuse deserve. No. Because those are victims of sexual abuse. And uh, this woman may be or maybe she's not, which is why you have an investigation. Alyssa Milano Cookies and everybody else that is supporting this nonsense, this witch hunt, are, are, are convicting him. You've already investigated and convicted him and want to go right to punishment. Maddening. So I t- posted simply, you're assuming she's telling the truth. Yeah. <clears throat> that, that, that's one of the things we're forgetting. It's like, if this is true, it's done. Right. You're assuming she's telling the truth. Now, I'm not saying she's not. Yeah. I'm the the point is not and people of course get hung up those little pinheaded women out there that are sniffing paint. Get caught up on my statement, you're assuming she's telling the truth mm-hmm. with truth. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're saying she's lying. No. The word you should be focused on is assume. <coughs> you're assuming something. Doesn't matter. So, um Somebody commented, uh, Christina commented on mine and said, so no women have ever lied or exaggerated a story. Please want me to name a few, like siding with me on this. Okay, good. Another woman put um, very, uh, Christina also had one that said, but uh, the accusations are many and unproven, yet all the hysterics and you also undermines the credibility of those who were actually sexually assaulted, Mm -hmm. yada, yada. Somebody uh, responded, very few women do lie about this. Mm -hmm. Very few women lie. Mm -hmm. 95% of women never report their assaults. Whose fault is that? No, you're missing the point, Chris. You're right. That is an interesting point. But uh, 95% of women never report their assaults. Of those who report, 3 to 5% are proven false. I'm sorry. Um. Remember, 89.7? Yes. yes. 89.7% of all statistics are are made made up. up. Yes. Uh, The point is, and I responded, uh, how do you know? 95% of women never report their assaults. How do you know? Yeah. Show me the the facts or If it's not reported, how do you know? Oh, studies have proven. Mm -hmm. How do they know? Um, those are studies of people asking whether or not they reported a sexual assault. Have you been assaulted? Did you report it? Um, you're still relying on allegations. All the women in the study, they're not investigating them. There's not definitive proof. You're not omniscient looking at it going, yes. All of these women were, in fact, sexually assaulted. You're still going by what they say. So you're quoting a statistic that is based on nothing. And even if it's based on a study, it's a study of where women just say, yes, this is what happened. And I didn't report it. Nobody's following up going, we checked out Jane's story. Turns out she did report it. No one's saying any of that. And then of the three to five percent. Only 3 to 5% are proven false. 
Uh, proven false? No. They have to be proven accurate. Maybe, just maybe. The reason the others, or at least some of them, aren't reported, and the reason some of those are proven false is because they're false. Have you ever thought about that? Another person had out there the statistics of, of how, many, um, how many times women are, or people are not prosecuted because of these things. Like, um, hang on, let me make sure I got the right. Here it is. Uh, I can't find it. Anyways, that it's like, uh, you know, only a certain percentage of the time are accusers actually punished. Well, maybe that's because they didn't do it. It's rare that they're actually convicted. Maybe it's rare because they didn't actually do it. Now, when I say that, they're triggered to the point of saying, uh, well, no, you're saying these people are lying. No, I'm saying you've got to prove this stuff. And it's maddening that you knuckleheads don't understand that. You don't understand the slippery slope of if you start down this road, it's going to be bad for you on everything else, including when you come forward in the future. It's not just a little boy who cried wolf. It throws our entire criminal justice system upside down. All right, get some uh, tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. Hashtag what I learned today. Uh, we've got a guest, uh, Bradley Berzer, author of In Defense of Andrew Jackson. Bradley, how are you? Hey, good morning. I'm fine. Thank you. Sounds uh, like you guys are having a pretty rigorous conversation there. We're always having rigorous conversations. <laughs> rigorous, uh, rigorous, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so In Defense of Andrew Jackson, it's interesting because Andrew Jackson First of all, a fascinating character. Some people hate the guy who say he was a racist Indian killer and all this stuff. Others say he was great because he fought the system and fought the central bank and stuff. But regardless, he's fascinating character. And you could draw some parallels with today with Donald Trump, right? Yeah. So, you know, I don't deal with that too much in the book, but there's no doubt that this kind of reinterest in Andrew Jackson came from Donald Trump's celebration of Andrew, the, the 250th anniversary of Andrew Jackson's birth. So he gave that speech in March of 2017, praising Jackson and making a comparison. And it is interesting. And I, I think probably the thing that they most have in common is that, and you could throw Reagan in on this as well, they all three are really coming out of the woodwork. They, they've been public figures, but in odd ways, not necessarily in political ways and certainly not in establishment ways. And each of them coming to Washington, D.C., has threatened the establishment that's been there. And and to the point of, yeah, the establishment is very much quaking, as you were just talking about a moment ago. Uh, They're doing everything. They're they're manning the the gates and (laughs) getting the barriers up because they're worried about their sinecures. And uh, all three of these presidents have attacked that. And for the most part, all three have been successful. Yeah, see, that's the part I find fascinating, too, because you can draw those parallels. Yeah, for, I mean, not about the policies or any of that. That's not, you know, irrelevant. Right. It's just like you said, these outsiders. How did other um, historical figures or presidents, presidents that were outsiders like um, like maybe an Eisenhower? Clearly, I mean, he was, a, he was a general, so he had some political connections. But was he more of the insider, do you think, because he... It was a more of a political position than maybe Andrew Jackson had. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right in suggesting that there's something there with his military background because you know he had worked his way up, and obviously here here he is, the great victor of the European theater in World War II. 
But he had also, when we think about his presidency, there is a bit of an outsiderness to him, uh, not just because he's a Kansan, but I think partly his personality. And, and remember in his farewell address in 1961, he really, really hammers home the idea that the military and business corporations and universities are way too cozy with one another. So I think even Eisenhower recognized the real dangers of having too many coalitions, combinations, these things where people are coming together. You know, if we were really, really uh, exaggerating, we might say conspiracies, but at least conspiracy in the old sense where you have one or two parties trying to get something for themselves against everybody else. And that, I think, yeah, that's true. And each of these presidents, and you're right, I would include Eisenhower. I hadn't thought about that until you said it. Yeah. But I think he could fit in very well. So let's talk about some of the good of Andrew Jackson. I mean, clearly, uh, he's a controversial figure. Like I said, there's people who you know love him, people who hate him. Let's talk about the good. And I'm not just talking about his hair, because he has great <laughs> hair. But what was I, uh, what I was, was actually uh, thinking that last night. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, he does, right? That's so distinctive. Um, so, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, there, there were a lot of good things about him, and he was always controversial. From the moment he hit the public scene in Nashville, in the 1790s until his death. He was always a figure that really divided people. So people either absolutely loved him or they hated him. There was really no middle ground. So, but for me, the best thing, and and no matter what else he might've done that was bad, this makes up for so much, at least as a historical character, he almost single-handedly defeated the British at the Battle of New Orleans on January 8th of of 1815. And of course he had an army. He had uh, roughly two to 4,000 men there. But he was taking on a force of eight to 10,000. And these were battle-hardened Napoleonic War veterans who were coming over from Britain. Nobody in America knew exactly where they were going to go because we'd already been attacked in the Great Lakes. We'd been attacked in the Chesapeake. And it was Andrew Jackson's foresight taking down his militia. Uh, It was his foresight to recognize the next major attack would be on New Orleans. So and to try and get the Mississippi and the orders the British had was they were to occupy and conquer the land. This wasn't just to harass us. They were actually here to reclaim land in the name of the empire. So Jackson, by defeating them, it kind of changes. It changes the world. And one of the greatest ironies out of all of this, Doc, is that at the end of all of this, uh, Britain, even though we absolutely defeated them in every way in such a lopsided battle at New Orleans, they turn around and respect us for the first time. It's the first time they ever recognize us as a legitimate power and almost as much a friend as an enemy. Uh, yeah, that changes the world. Was that, was that, that, Anglo, was that the I'm end of our, of our military differences for the most part with England? Yep. For the most part, there was always a little saber rattling up in the Pacific Northwest, <laughs> uh, but really nothing to speak of. And of course, during the Civil War, there, were, oh, there was always a chance that Britain would side with the yeah. South, but that, that never happened. That's fascinating. Andrew Jackson as president really um, was a new generation. So he's the outsider. But, um, you know, the the first five guys were really very connected with the revolution. Uh, Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe. These were all insiders. Then you have John Quincy Adams, who was with his dad, you know, throughout his he was over in France with his dad. So although a new generation, he was very connected with the revolution. Right. And Jackson was really the first step in, you know, beyond the revolution guys, the revolutionary guys. Well, that's right. And, And also really the first guy not to represent either New England 
or Virginia, mm. and that there had been that establishment that had already come into existence in both of those areas. And for someone to come out the frontier, you know, Jackson didn't really consider himself a Southerner. He thought of himself as a Westerner on the frontier. And that, that was radically new, to have somebody come from the West. Now, Jackson actually did have a little experience in the Revolutionary War. He lost his mom and his brother in that war, and at the end of it, he was familyless. And he had actually even had not only taken some shots at British soldiers during the war when he was a preteen, but he had been locked in a British prison for about a year as well when he was 13. Really? I didn't know. What was he locked in prison yeah. for? Was it just standard? Yeah, well, he was captured. So oh, okay, as a soldier. Okay. Had formed kind of a, they, were, they weren't fighting as much because they were preteens, but they did have rifles and they were or muskets at least, and they were shooting. And uh, so, yeah, they got captured when the army got captured. Uh, pretty amazing, actually, <laughs> to think about that. Here's this 12-year-old running around. Yeah, you know what's funny about uh, about Andrew Jackson too, and I've noticed this in society in general. Today's world, and so we can talk about sex all we want on the air. We can, you know, almost say certain, you know, dirty words now that you couldn't say in the past. I mean, you can just throw this stuff out there and it's fine, but you can't mention anything about race and even joke about it. We've seen that with Andrew Jackson as well. For example, back in the day in his life, one of his biggest, um, the biggest arguments against him in, you know, the the tabloids was he was believed or accused of being a polygamist right he had that was the accusation oh, yes it's bizarre but okay yes. <laughs> but he was um you know the indian fighter and people are like right on now people look back and say look at him the trail of tears you know he right. was a, he wanted genocide and yet we look at that and you're like wow ah, he may have been married before okay no big deal Right. We got a complete. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he had not been married before, but his wife, Rachel, definitely had. Uh, She had been married for. Oh, she had. Yes. But he uh, she she was an incredibly devout, very intellectual, very interesting, very spirited woman. And her first husband, as far as we know, had beaten her rather severely several times. So she, in my mind, she had every right to get out of that marriage. Uh, But there was some confusion because at the time, divorce was just really not accepted at all. And so a lot of people threw that against Jackson. In fact, there were so many pamphlets written against Rachel, his wife, that in 1828, she was reading one in Nashville. She'd never read them before. And she was so shocked by the way she was being depicted because she considered herself such a devout Christian. She actually had a heart attack, died three days later. So it had brutal consequences for her. Wow. And then what? tell me about the Trail of Tears. Does he get a bum rap sure. for that or should he be um, criticized now for that and the way he treated yeah. the Indians? You know, Doc, that's, a, that's such a hard one because he, there, there's really no defense of it. There's only kind of a giving it a context. Uh, and the context was that Jackson was firmly convinced that the Indians, both in the North and the South, that they would keep getting pressured more and more by their white neighbors. There would be harassment. Uh, probably their neighbors, as the white neighbors would become more populous, would start bullying the Indians in ways they had never done before. And so he did believe, from everything I can tell, and I, I could be wrong on this, and this is a historical debate, certainly a legitimate one, but it seems to me that his intentions, and of course we know, we know intentions can go wrong, sure. but it seemed that his intentions were to move the Indians you know, to the 98th Meridian, to Oklahoma and to Kansas, allow them to have their own property there away from white settlement. Now, the removal itself was a disaster. 
uh, absolute disaster with just a horrific number of deaths involved. Uh, we're talking at times oh, upwards of two-thirds of each wow. of the major Indian tribes uh, were losing you know, two-thirds of their members. So it was a disaster in every way. But at the time, uh, Jackson was actually seen as a moderate on the issue. For a lot of people complaining that as he was cutting the budget, and of course he's the only president to have ever had a totally balanced budget, uh, as he was cutting the budget, whites were complaining that how could he cut the budget for us when he's allocating all this money for the Indians and giving Indians the best property in the United States. So at the time he was criticized for being an Indian lover. And uh, that, that tells us a lot how much our attitude So it's not as it's well. not as clear-cut as just saying this guy believed in genocide. It was context, and from all you can tell, I, I it's say, not clear-cut. I would cut. say, absolutely, yeah, I would say Doc, absolutely, he never believed in genocide. That doesn't mean he wasn't brutal. Right. Uh, the book is In Defense of Andrew Jackson. It looks fascinating. Bradley Berzer, um, we'll put a uh, link to it on social media so people can find it. But thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks. It's great talking to you. You really as well, sir. It. Thanks so okay. much. Again, In Defense of Andrew Jackson. Get a break in. Come back in a minute with more on The Morning Blaze. Speak your mind. 888-900-3393. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. HR said we had to. So, it's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. I thought he was screwing with me. A friend of mine yesterday, I thought he was messing with me. Okay. He says to me, and I'm not kidding, he's like, I don't even know how it came up. He like started rubbing his ear or something, and he goes, I got, I am, I am, <laughs> I know as God to- as my witness, he says, I gotta go to the doctor, my ears cleaned out. <clears throat> and... I said, oh, I, I I thought he was like setting me up with yeah. Wax RX. He knows what I do. He said, yeah. I go, wait, what? He, said, he didn't say like cleaned out. He said something about his yeah. ears. Yeah. Then I was like, oh, he's going down the Wax RX thing. Yeah. I know he's going to make a little make joke because I do the commercials, yeah. right? Yeah. And I was like, all right. And he goes, yeah, you know, I try to go every, I forget how long he said, months though. Maybe he said year. Whatever it was, it had the doctor clean them out. I have a lot of buildup, and I just, you know, I have them clean it out. And it, I'm caught between, okay, wait. Is he messing with me, or is this real? Is he messing with me because he knows this? Is it real? And then I was like, so you say you have a lot of buildup, but you still only go once a year or so. Yeah, that's very weird. Like, if you have excessive buildup, you better get your butt to the doctor a lot more often than that. Even I know that. Yeah. And I was like, oh... Okay, you're you're goofing with you're me. You're messing with me. Yeah. And he goes, "What do you what do you mean?" And I go, "Wax RX." What is that? That's what he's. And I go, "You know, I do the commercials for it." No. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> did did mm, have other people said these things over the years to me, and I never paid attention to their waxy ear problems mm. because I didn't know about Wax yeah. RX, or and, and I just notice it now. Probably. Or is that just probably? It's like when you buy a, a you know a, a blue Mercedes 
All of a sudden, everybody's, everybody's blue, blue Mercedes. Mercedes. What's with all the? Yes. I don't know what it is, but I go, dude, just go to waxrx dot or use waxrx dot com. That's the you in full goes, pitch mode. He goes, what's that? <laughs> this is great. Shave and a haircut. Yep. yep and I yep. go, what are you going to the doctor for? It's expensive. Just do it at home with the WaxRx system. And then I, dude, I made it full like pitch guy doing a commercial. It wasn't even casual. I was like. Well, Matt, with the use with the uh, wax RX system, it's a three step process to clean the earwax out of your ears without having to go to the doctor. It was doc- designed by a doctor. Perfect amount of pressure from the pump after you put the eardrops in, and it leaves your ears feeling soft and supple once you use the pH balance rinse. Legit. And he looked at me, and I go, "I do the commercials. You haven't heard them? No." And I go, "Just go to usewaxrx.com. Done." <laughs> Dude, I'm not kidding. I. Wait, is he messing with me? <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. All right, tweets now with the hashtag what I learned today. Uh, a lot of people talking about... Oh, by the way, uh, if you go to usewaxrx.com, use the promo code radio to get it shipped to your door for free. I forgot to tell him that. But you know what? Did you tell him that? No, screw him. <clears throat> <laughs> no, he's, I, he's give me the business just in case, you know. Uh, I think it was Laura D, and I can't find her tweet. She says, oh yeah, nothing says keeping me... O- no, nothing says keep me awake at 4.15 in the morning like talking about Andrew Jackson. Right. Come on. He was awesome. I love the hair. What, do you think she's being sarcastic? No, I think she's being a little punk right now. No, she, that's she's what I mean. Being... No, I think she's being serious. His of hair is awesome, hear about Andrew Jackson. His hair is awesome. Look at that. That's, that's pretty cool hair. I do uh, like his hair. No, Andrew Jackson is great. This picture doesn't do it. Well, I don't know. None of us have accurate representations of him. Why? Did he bring cameras have, back no, in the day? Not, not, uh, no, they didn't have them on their phones. <laughs> they just had razor phones back then. You do then like the his camera. 20 picture. Yeah, his $20 picture is awesome. Look at that hair. That's great hair. That's <laughs> awesome. The best hair on U.S. money and U.S. currency. <laughs> Grant's not bad. He's got a good beard. Lincoln, Lincoln's all. I like Lincoln. Sh- out of all the out of all the no, presidents, it's oh, scruffy, scruffy and shaggy. It's not no, that good. It's trimmed. It's, thin. it's not trimmed. thin. It's not good. It's not good. Look at that. It's nice and trimmed. Hamilton's okay, but he was such a goof, and I'm pretty sure it's just a powdered wig anyway. It's not good. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Doc Thompson. If you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. The podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Wow, Mac Miller died. Yeah. Wow, that's... uh, You know, it's always the good ones, Chris. It's always the good yeah. ones. Do you want to bring up how I guess his death? <sighs> what? Do you want to talk about how what just happened when he said that Mac Miller died? I'm just, I'm caught up in the whole Mac Miller dying thing. I mean. What's uh, your favorite song? Oh, I can't pick one. I can't. Oh. I celebrate the entire catalog. Um, mm. he's, got a, he's got a song called Donald Trump. What do you? We know that. What are you doing, Kurt? Like, oh, yeah. Uh huh. How can y'all are two weeks late on this? Wow! You insulted me. Like wow. I don't know. 
That's really troubling. Uh, Listen, I didn't see you at the funeral. Are you a Mac Miller fan? Yeah, of course. Okay, great. Uh, I've been a Mac Miller fan before he sold out. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Before he went all mainstream and sold out. So don't give me this Mac Miller. It's all about Trump. Like, I don't know. All right. Who's the one that has a Mac Miller tattoo? Me. Uh, Me. Let's see it. Can't show uh, it. It's not on yeah. camera, man. He'll yeah. show you off air. That's I'll show you off air for sure. Troubling, but always yeah. the good ones. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Sad to see him go. Well, uh, Mordecai pops in and goes, I can't believe you're going to talk about Mac Miller. And I'm like, this is like last week on yes. 9-11. And I was like, I was going to get to it later when it. I do my yes. whole Mac Miller tribute. Yes. And he's like, oh, you know who Mac Miller is? And I'm like, oh, guys, yeah, like, like I don't know who the great rapper Mac Miller yeah. is. And then... Uh, Mordecai's like, oh, you know how he died? And Chris goes, overdose. overdose. Yep. And Duh. Had you heard? No. No. But you know he's a rapper. But he's so a rapper. Yeah. It, and then, well, you thought. Gunshot. Drive by. Something like that. So it's going to be one of the two. It's one of those you know. two. <clears throat> so. There so you it's, go. Uh, so did we. It's always the good ones. It's always the good ones. I think I'm going to have to move on. I don't know if I can talk about it anymore. Do you I'm want me to read some too tweets? Upset. Please, because I Maybe just... that could bring you back to... Hang on. I'm choked up here. Yeah. Oh. Tweets. Tweets. Oh, my God. Thank you, Mordecai. Mac. <sighs> Mac. Hmm. No. Thomas tweeting out what I learned today. My best friend's sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend heard from uh, this guy who knows this kid who is going with a girl who saw Kavanaugh suggestively lick an ice cream cone when he was nine. At 31 Flavors last night when... She, when uh, I don't know. He has me in suspense because he put dot, dot, dot. So there might be more to the story. There might be more. Of course. The, other people may come forward about ice cream cone lickings too. Well, we also learned that he also cheated at the Flores Lava when he was six. <laughs> the Flores Lava game. He cheated on that, Doc Thompson. Uh, he said the Flores Lava and he still touched the floor and did not burn or die. Wow, uh, this is just sad. This is asinine that we're giving this much credit to this stuff. Okay, so here's what's, um, what's going to play out here. Uh, these people think they have a win because they're going to stop him. I suggested a couple weeks ago, my friend Matt Locke had said uh, that he had a theory that maybe this was all strategic. If it's not true, it might play out that way. It may still play out that way. That's what you have to remember. unbelievable. Did Trump offer up Kavanaugh knowing he would be the sacrificial lamb so he could put in an Amy Barrett, somebody like that? We don't know. We don't know if they're actually playing that game, but it does seem or has the potential to play out that way now. I now believe uh, Kavanaugh will not be confirmed. If I was Trump, I would be saying, Brett, withdraw. Yeah. If you are a conservative libertarian, you may now want Kavanaugh to not be confirmed. Think about that a moment. Yes, the next session for the Supreme Court starts in October, just a couple weeks away. So we would be down a Supreme Court justice. Okay. And that balances things a little more conservative, liberal, and that part sucks. Yeah. But in the long run, this may play out better for you. Hmm. What's going to happen? The only way this would be bad is if the Republicans lose the Senate, Mm -hmm. because the Senate confirms. Mm -hmm. If the Republicans lose the Senate, anybody else Donald Trump would nominate over the next two years, would be shot down theoretically. Yes. Unless yes. they were somebody progressive, and that's not something you would want anyway. So you would lose there. 
the odds of the Republican Republicans losing the Senate is slimmer. Yes. You're in better shape. But you still have two years from now the opportunity or possibility that you would take back the Senate anyways. You know, so you have that. Yeah. Um, of course, then Trump could be, you know, uh, kicked out as well, oh, yeah. not kicked out, kicked but out. not reelected. Yeah. And somebody else could be from the Democrat side. <clears throat> so you would have recourse over the next couple of years. Yes. You would, for the possibility of, you know, months or maybe a couple of years, have the Supreme Court be more balanced between progressive and conservative. So you'd lose that. But I think you have more of a possibility of this just energizing people on the right. Yeah. Remember, most people are not going to drive down the street today if, or a week from now, if Kavanaugh is not confirmed and go, huh, maybe this is some highbrow brinksmanship from the president and the Republican Party, and maybe Mm -hmm. this is good for... No. They're going to go... Those bastards, how dare they not confirm Trump's nominee and Trump starts tweeting and he starts posting on how and he starts speechifying out, you know, is on the on the campaign trail Mm -hmm. for all these people. These people denied my my nominee. Here we go. Right. I mean, that doesn't happen a whole lot. I mean, they did uh, for Robert Bork and Ginsburg. The other Ginsburg. Um, think about that. Two people Two named Ginsburg, Ginsburg nominated are, yeah. uh, under the Reagan administration, mm. right? It doesn't happen a lot from the right doing it to the left. Mm-mm. Yes, Merrick Garland, but yeah. they didn't even have the hearings. So it wasn't like they just voted him down. Yes, there's still some hanky panky. We know that. So they get to use this as a campaign issue to solidify what they're saying, you know, their arguments that this is just anti Trump and you're. It brings the party together a little bit, or at least people on the right. Yeah, it looks, yeah. And Trump gets to nominate again. And he wants that. You know he wants that. He, I, he, I guarantee he, he nominates again. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. even if the Democrats take the, the Senate, he's going to offer up nominees. Yes. <clears throat> Absolutely. And he gets to use this to play the victim. I think that's, that's a... Real possibility and maybe a smart play. If you get, if you go through this process and they're going to have his accuser testify before Congress, which is Monday, obnoxious, ridiculous. Here's why. When she testifies before Congress, although it is a legal proceeding it's an official yes. testify before testimony given to congress oath, right and she could be convicted of perjury if she were to ever lie about it and proven but it's not a court of law Mm-mm. it's not it's not a criminal proceeding she's not testifying that if a jury finds her credible will convict brett kavanaugh and he'll be sentenced to some crime this has nothing to do with punishing Brett Kavanaugh in a court of law for a crime. This has to do with seeing if he is fit to serve on the Supreme Court. What will her testimony show? There will be no proof offered up other than her word. Hmm. Oh, she took a lie detector. Okay. That matters not. All lie detectors at best do is prove that in most cases, most because there are sociopaths that can pass them, pass them, that 
the person being given the test believes they're telling the truth. Yes, exactly. You know, when I was about 24 and over a friend's house, okay, I believed I could jump from their balcony over to the neighboring roof. What? I believed that. You believed that? I believed that for about 20 seconds until I did not. And I fell to the ground. Oh. Had you given me a lie detector test it said that you, just before, yes. pretty good chance to say, I believed I could have done it. Wow. As it turns out. You can't? It can't. I, I was not able to do that. <laughs> there are people that believe things all the time. I've told the story about how our memories play tricks on us. Yeah. <clears throat> about my niece. I'll give you the short version again. I probably told this on the air and I apologize. But this is something from my own life, and this really bothers me. <clears throat> when I was, let's say, 20, 19, 20, okay. I had this old, huge beast of a car. I don't even know what type it was. It was an old Ford. It might, that might have been the Galaxy 500. It was huge. Yeah. <clears throat> old, old, ratty car. And it kept breaking down. As it turned out, I think I had a crack distributor cap. Anyways, it kept stalling. The car would stall, and I couldn't get it restarted. I was watching my sister's kids for her, and most of them were in school, but the youngest, my niece was four, and she was in preschool, and she went with some of the neighbor kids to the same little church down the street, a few miles away. So I would drive them to school, and then I would clean and do everything for my sister because I was trying to help her out, and I was between jobs for a while. And then I would go and pick her up. She went for like four or five hours a day. Well, the neighbor that had uh, their daughter, same age, go to the same school, we'd carpool. So she, for a couple of days, would take them, or it was every other day or every week, whatever. So I'm taking them one day. I get back from picking them up, and the car stalls. My sister lived on a cul-de-sac, first house on the right, stalls like seven feet from the driveway. And I'm like, Trying to get this started. And finally, I look in the mirror and I see the kids sitting there and I'm like, guys, unbuckle and just go. Go play in the yard. No sense in you sitting in the car while I'm trying to get this going. So I lift the hood up of the car like I know what I'm looking for. Trying to get it started. Can't. And ultimately figure, I'll just deal with this later. And I push the car into the driveway. You know how you push and steer at the same time right in the corner. My niece and her friend come running up behind the car and try to push. Help me push. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, great. Eventually, I shoo him away because I don't want him even close to the car in case, you know, it rolls or something, whatever. In her mind, I made them push while I sat in the car when they were four. Years later, she said to my mom, well, you remember when he made us push the car we were four? And my mom goes, what? I mean, she's harboring this image that I made yeah. the two four-year-olds push me down the road in a, in a Galaxy 500. I could barely push the thing, but that's how they remember, right? And it bothered my mom was like, you couldn't push it. What are you talking about? That's how our memories play tricks on us. But had you given her the lie detector test, and maybe she still has that swirling around in her head, she would say yes. That's all it proves. A lie detector does not actually prove anything. So in this proceeding, what's going to happen on Monday? She will offer up an unproven allegation. 
an allegation that will never come close to being proven. If four other people show up, it doesn't even mean it's the truth. It means, okay, who are these people? The guy that was in the room, the the writer, the reporter. And he hasn't confirmed any of this. Maybe somebody that says, well, I saw him at the party together. I saw him later that night. That's not even circumstantial evidence. All you said is a ground for that they knew each other. It was 30 some years ago. Brett Kavanaugh might be the biggest predator alive. But we don't know. And the only way to know is to offer up definitive proof which does not exist. Done. This woman who was there, the accused, this Ford chick, she does not even know if it's true, Chris. Think about that. Using my niece's story as a guide. She was 15. There was alcohol involved. She claimed it was four people. No, it was two. No, it was him. He held her down. They both held her down. Then he came in. The story went back and forth. No, no. I got it right. My therapist got it wrong. She likely does not even know the truth. And even if there is some parts of it that are true, some nuggets of it that are true, it is tied up in a bundle tightly woven with 30 years of tears and emotion and struggle and strife and progressive ideology. It has become this one big blob of crap in her head. That's really what you're talking about here. So at this hearing, she will give her story. Brett Kavanaugh will say, I don't know any of that. I don't remember that. They will all try to offer up little bits of proof. And when it's said and done, all that will have happened was she will have accused him of something that is unproven. And what is her and everybody else's motivation that backs her? Women should be heard and believed without any proof and or stop Brett Kavanaugh because we do not believe with what is probably his political beliefs and ideology. And third, we need Democrats to win in the fall. And for that, they are willing to throw out all that is right, all that is honorable, the letter and spirit of the criminal justice system. Do you realize this does not follow the letter, nor does it follow the the spirit of it? They keep making this, you know, the basis for our criminal justice that is victims are to be believed. You don't know if they're victims until you have a trial. Even then, you don't know if they're truly victims. You just know if the person is found guilty. There are innocent people who have been convicted. No. The basis is that you will investigate allegations and there is a system in place to try to discover the truth and try to punish people as best we can via a jury of their peers. That is the basis. And even more boiled down to the core of that is that you are innocent until proven guilty via the criminal justice system we have in place. That's it. They do not follow the letter, nor do they follow the spirit of the law. This is crazy, over-emotional people 
that are also serving some sort of agenda. It's reprehensible. It's outrageous. How do you live with yourself? Casting some sort. None of us know. I'm not out there saying this woman is lying. She might be telling the truth. I'm saying follow the system that's in place. But the people on the left are saying she's telling the truth. Brett Kavanaugh did this. I'm sure there are people out there on the right that are saying Donald Trump, yeah, he didn't do, and and, and therefore uh, Kavanaugh didn't do this because they're the always Trumpsters out there. You get those people on the right. But most of us reasonable people are saying we don't know. Stop claiming he did it. Stop claiming something that happened 35 years ago is fresh in your mind and you absolutely know the truth. None of us know. Therefore, follow the system. That's the beauty of the system. It's flawed. It's the best we have. Everything else is crap. So tired of this nonsense. I need to blow off some steam. Can we go shooting? Ready to go? Yes. Let's go to the range. Oh, I don't have time for the range today. I don't have time. I target pro. Can we go laser shooting? Oh, but yeah, but where can we do that? I don't have time for the range. Anywhere. You can, we could do it right here, right now. Perfect. Well, the iTarget Pro system is here. awesome. If you haven't checked it out, go to iTargetPro.com. The letter iTargetPro.com. That website again. iTargetPro.com. It's wonderful. It's where you get the iTarget Pro system that allows you to fire, to practice shooting wherever you are. It's not dry firing because it works with the proprietary app on your phone. And a little laser round shows you where that, uh, that laser... Or if it had been around, an actual round would have been. So hit. spits out the laser? It's just little pulse. Bing, bing, oh, bing. Oh, oh. It's okay. awesome. Okay. Yeah, the, the laser, the actual, because it looks like a round. Oh, okay. But it just stays in the chamber. Just a little pulse. Bing, bing. You can actually tap the back of the little round and, and it, get the little laser pulse ooh. to come out. You can do it. That's pretty so cool. So the little you know mechanism, the hammer, so to speak, just yeah. boom, hits it and boom, it goes. And then you can see where it would have hit. It's awesome. The iTarget Pro system is inexpensive. It's probably cheaper than going to the range. And once you get it, maybe you sacrifice once or twice going to the range. You have the system, you keep itself. going, and then you have that as well. But I wouldn't settle for one. I'd mm-hmm. buy two. How many yeah. people do you have in your house? I mean, they can share this and use it. Of course. But it does allow you to practice at the same time. You can do kind of quick draw stuff. You mm-hmm. can do all kinds of stuff. And uh, fire at the same time. So you could do two people coming down to the hall, uh, go uh, down oh, the hall. At, scenario. Yeah, playing out different scenarios. You can put up your own paper targets or whatever you want to do and say, okay, we'll both go down the hall as if that's a perp in the mm-hmm. house. And you're practicing together. It's really cool. Um, and it's... It's wonderful. Works great. It's called iTarget Pro. Just go to iTargetPro.com. Don't forget to use the promo code DOC to get 10% off your order. Check it out. You're waking up to the morning blaze with Doc Thompson, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network. It's not offensive if it's true, right? This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. So I just had to, uh, Kurt Jones. The guy's such a poser, man. <laughs> yes, he is. He's such like, a poser. oh, I love Mac Miller, and he doesn't even know about the. Are you he's, like, me? he's like, you know the song Donald Trump, and I'm like, 
Duh. You're such a poser about Thank it. Thank you. So I, Mordecai and I had to fill him in about something yes. that happened, like the history of the Trump song. I had to point that song. out to y'all. Uh, excuse me. Just hang on there, yes. Slick. Like, I had to school him on. So he, Mac Miller had a song, uh, Donald Trump. Yes. And uh, it was kind of pro-Trump. Yes. But it was before he ran for president. Yes, 2011. And yet he didn't support him for president. No. So before president, oh, he was yeah, he's, awesome. He's we want to be just he's like a player, him, right? You know, yeah. want to be like him, and then, uh, yeah, don't don't support Trump. Mm. And so while he was running, he was mm. even at his uh, concert, and I think you can find this out there. Yeah, the you can probably find out there, it, Yeah, where he, people are screaming Trump, Donald, Donald Trump, Trump, like Donald perform, Trump. Yeah. you know, rap the song Trump. Yeah. and he was like, hold it, hold it. He's like. Uh, do me a favor. Don't vote for this mother effort, Trump, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, boom, song. start singing this great positive song about Trump. Yeah. So that's that's the history of it. Yeah. Did really? you know that? So Kirk Jones, who, who clearly does that? not know these stories. Uh, what do you mean who told us that? Mordecai literally just came in here and told nope. us that. He's not even in there. Dude. He dude, was please. just in here. Yeah, he wanted to tell you because you don't know. But the point is that... Um, you know, the guy's a hypocrite about this stuff. Very, Part of this. very. It's so standard. Yes, Trump yes. was cool. As a human being, Yes, he was still the same person. He said, yes. well, he wasn't making laws. The guy's a billionaire and buying politicians donated to Democrats and Republicans and all of this, and you were fine with it, and now you're not fine with it because he ran for president. Please. You guys are so stupid about this stuff. Yes. But anyway, uh, Mac Miller, sadly, tragically dead of an overdose. Yeah. Mm. So... Uh, mm. All right, get some tweets in with the hashtag. Hey, hey, hang on. Uh, by the way, Kirk Jones, you need to know anything about any rap stars, the history of any rap song. I'll, I'll give you the whole backstory. Gotcha. Doctor of rap. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, TJ Toppin saying, being in denial of Mac Miller's dying does not mean you don't care. Just means it hurts too much to accept it. That's right. Exactly. That's... <sighs> um, in fact, I barely got through the Mac mm. Miller story. Mm. We have a new accusation against Brett uh, Kavanaugh. Oh, what happened? Wilma Flint, uh, Wil- Wilma from the Flintstone says he pinched my butt in 6,000 BC. Back in high school? Yep. Back in 6, high school. 6,000 BC. Wow. He pinched her butt. This guy's been a predator that long. Imagine who else is going to come forward today, right? Was Betty there? Oh. Did Barney help hold her down? Uh-oh. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, we got to dive into this uh, document drop, the ones that the president is uh, declassifying. This is, is fascinating stuff, and there's so many moving pieces with it. Most of it we're, we're not going to know until we get to scour through all those documents. Once we get to look through it, We'll be able to, you know, say how much this plays into some of the other theories we've had, some of the things we've believed, and we'll likely back up some of the things that we've already known. I think it's pretty obvious to say that 
the Russian collusion, as it has been painted by the left, is a lie. It did not happen that way. It absolutely did not happen that way. There may be some inappropriate things. Like I said, I think the only real trouble is the conversations they have, which may have been a violation of the Logan Act during the transition. I think that's some bad decisions. I think Trump would have liked to have gotten some information from Russia. I also believe now, it. Trump didn't happen that way. Collusion did not happen. I believe that Hillary Clinton did have some inappropriate and possibly illegal ties with Russia, um, as outlined in the book when it mentions Uranium One and others. I think that probably did happen, but still need a smoking gun on that. We don't have definitive proof on some of that. Um, beyond that, a lot of this we know had to do with Russia wanting to disrupt the election, not, hey, to help Trump get elected or, hey, let's help Hillary get elected just to be part of the conversation. Russia has won and got what I think their true goal was in that we're talking about them so much, not as it a promote them thing, but we've given them power. The power of propaganda. Early on in World War II, you know, Hitler had a secret weapon, right? He did? Hitler had a secret weapon. Everybody knew that. It was talked about. You'd, you'd talk to friends and family and you'd go, the, the, the Nazis, they have a secret weapon. Hmm. And people were freaking out. They've got a secret weapon. Hmm. A secret. The secret weapon was that people were talking about a secret weapon. Uh, do you see smart but it's part of the reason fdr said uh you know the only thing we have to fear is fear itself you're you're afraid you're you're playing into this that's what russia wanted the disruption is not that they got trump elected that's not the disruption unless you prove truly an operative a, a manchurian candidate unless you prove that there's no benefit. There's not. Because you can make an argument even if Trump is more friendly with him. He's not going to give the country up. He's not going to say, sure, we'll give you all of our nukes. We'll give you, a, we'll get rid of our military. Not going to do that stuff. You may think he will do something inappropriate by being too friendly or whatever, fine, but it's not going to be just give up the country unless it's a Manchurian candidate. So, all we have that we know for sure is that they wanted to meddle for meddling's sake. It doesn't matter what they specifically accomplished when they meddling meddled beyond the meddling, beyond the, the bots. This has been Russia's M.O. for decades. This goes back pre-Cold War. This is what Russia does misinformation and disinformation and double bluffs and you know double agents and red herrings and they're spies that's what putin is he was a kgb agent he's a spy it's about control and information and we live in the information age do you really believe that russia was able to rig it Rig the the voting, the counting, 
It's not going to happen on any grand scale, not to mention the fact that we also have an electoral college, which is an extra level of protection. Number two, that what they were going to, oh, rig it by putting all this information out there. Uh, Prior to the election, was it all pro Donald Trump in the media and social media? Oh, no. No. So one of two ways. Either they put the propaganda out so everybody loved them some Trump. It didn't happen that way. Or they specifically were able to influence the the votes. They mm-hmm. they rigged the, the ballot boxes. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen. Mm-mm. So what do you got left? The attempt. And all that, the idea of the attempt. Well, that goes down to this propaganda machine. That what we have to fear is the fear that Russia is meddling. Mm-hmm. That is their meddling. Their meddling is in us talking about their meddling. So Trump's going to release a bunch of information about that and some other things. Most of it has to do with the FBI inv- uh, investigation of Russia during the 2016 election. It'll be about 21, I think it's exactly 21 pages of the application for the renewed surveillance warrants that was all based on the Steele dossier Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The argument comes down to, did the FISA court issue the warrant based on the Steele dossier exclusively or for other reasons as well? Did they know truly who was responsible for the Steele dossier? Did they not? Is that why it was issued? Did the FBI tell the FISA court? The truth about the Steele dossier. This is the question. The Democrats argue, no, no, they told the FISA court about the Steele dossier. Do you realize that failure? If this is what you're hanging on to. By the way, we could get to all the little players here. You can get to Strzok and Page and whatever. And you can help build the case. And that's all additional info. But that the center of all of this. Even the Russian colluding comes down to the Steele dossier in the FISA court and issuing the warrants. That's, that's the center of the universe for all of this. Well, if your argument is, no, no, we told them. We FBI agents told the FISA court that this Steele dossier was compiled by Cambridge Analytica and paid for as opposition research, research and propaganda by the Democrat Party and Orr's wife, Bruce Orr's wife, worked for Cambridge Analytica. If you told them all of that, because that's what they're saying, it wasn't based on a lie. We told them all of that. Okay. And the FISA court still issued the warrant? Oh, folks. It's far worse than us saying, well, they got this wrong and there's a problem at the FBI. It would be better, it would be better if this was a mini conspiracy from the FBI agents who kind of covered this all up and didn't tell the FISA court, no, no, we got this credible document here. It's called the Steele dossier, right? He likes to be peed on. Here it is, right? And the FISA court was, whoa, holy moly, colluding. Go listen, go ahead, listen to this stuff. That would be better for America than for us to find out the FISA court is even more of a rubber stamp 
than we even believed? That it's it's a kangaroo FISA court, really? That the FBI could just simply go, hey, we just want to spy on people and we need an excuse. Remember, we've told you that it's less than, was it, was it 4% or 1%? I think it was 1%. Of FISA warrants are turned down applications. Oh, yeah, uh, I don't think it was. There's a number four. Yeah. Was it four times out of like yeah. thirty-two thousand? Whatever it was, they never get turned down. Next to never get turned down. Yeah. So if you're telling me that they can come with this dossier that they knew was fake, presented in such a way to the FISA court as to tell them this is fake. And still get a warrant to spy on Americans that are connected with somebody who is running for president of the United States. Then we have a far greater problem than any of this stuff we've ever talked about. Because it is a fundamental breakdown of not just the ideas of America and freedom and personal freedom, but also the structure. It goes against everything. Spirit and letter of America. It's, it would be bad enough for them to spy on me or you. But when you're running for president, you're automatically getting that extra scrutiny. And if you could spy on them, you can influence elections. Mm-hmm. The election influence, if there was any, was coming from that. Not from... You know, the Steele dossier and Russia. The influence was coming from the FBI, from the FISA court. And what they did, they were the ones to wield the power to influence the court. Do you see? Yeah. And by the way, I got you numbers, Doc Thompson. Since 1979 to 2017, the court has approved. 79 to to, last year. To last year, approved 40,117 warrants, but only rejected. Was it 17 or 23? 21. 21. There it is. Which is a rejection rate of 0.052%. Okay. Yeah. It's it's half a percent. And. It's uh, 40,000 is probably where I was thinking, four. So 21 out of four. And uh, yeah, and by the way, (laughs) a couple of those, of the 21 they rejected, they rewrote them and they approved it. Hmm. We know that. We don't know who these people are. We don't know their backgrounds. Trump has been scrutinized far more than anybody on the FISA court. We don't know what any of those cases were. How is that good? How are you able to make effective decisions in the future, in 2020? About even Trump, if you don't know who they are, if you don't know what information they're even requesting, the real breakdown is that system. You know how we know? Hmm. Not just because of those numbers. That's enough by itself. Yeah. Because we're talking about this. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Just us talking about this over and over and over. Well, Carter Page. Wait, wait. Okay, really? We're still talking about this because it's secretive. The man has been president for almost two years. We're coming into a midterm election. We've had one Supreme Court, uh, two nominees and one confirmed. We've gone through all of this, Chris. We still 
have no definitive proof about any of the allegations of any of this stuff. And what we do definitively know, like who paid for the Steele dossier and all of this stuff, it's still disputed by people on the left for political gain. That's a problem far greater than their accusations against Trump. Trump will at most be president six more years at most. Mm -hmm. And it's possible two more and the American people will have an opportunity in two years for a essentially a recall. Mm -hmm. That's another election. So while a president can do a lot of damage just in minutes or days, we have recourse to get out of that. Oh, yeah. We if, do. if we decide as a people, this Trump guy, holy moly, uh, wow, this is bad, or the, you know, colluding with Russia, or any, we have recourse. By the way, we, we could kick him out before then. Yeah. Just do it right. But how much recourse do we have to fix the FISA court when we have politicians who are lying to us? We can't even get them to pass a balance. Budget, no, we can't even a balanced budget, let alone a balanced budget amendment. We can't get them to pass term limits, even though now like 60 some percent of Americans support term limits. We've got people like uh, Patrick Leahy who have served 44 years, <laughs> Chuck Grassley, 40 years. We got people like Dianne Feinstein and Nancy Pelosi that have served 30 and 36 years respectively. How are we expect? We, what are we going to do? The system favors the ruling class. And why partially was Trump elected? Because he was not the ruling class. So 21 pages of what he's going to release is the application for renewed surveillance warrants against uh, Carter Page. And text messages from Strzok and Lisa Page. So we'll see what what happens there? Um, I don't know what other text messages there would be. Now, if there is something definitive, uh, damning, smoking gun-esque between their tweets, can you imagine that? Or text, rather. Can you imagine that? After his little arrogant mm-hmm, mm-hmm, testimony... Can you imagine if it opens up something? Oh, that will be gold, though. Um, let's see here. We also got, uh, it's total 412 pages of the FISA application, warrants related to uh, pages released by the FBI earlier this year, but it's 412 pages. Why is this released now? Trump mid-term. could have done it. Is that it? Midterm. <clears throat> Just is mid-term. it because of Kavanaugh? Uh, I think it, it, there might be something there that might say, see, I told you. If if he did this as a distraction, and Trump's good at this, he, oh, yeah, he, he is knows really how to good. play yes, that game. Must, I mean, D.C. Yes. in general is good at it. Trump, whether you like him or not, whether you think distractions are good or not, Trump is good at distractions. Yes. He knows how to play this game. And if he is playing this for the purpose of distraction, that means there has to be something in it. Yes, the releasing of benign documents, 412 of them would be enough of a blah 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 to talk about it, but not enough to get the mainstream to talk about it in detail. There has to be something out there that would trigger them to talk about it, where they would have to go in even a defense mode. 
oh, no, 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 we have to defend all this stuff and all these people, right? Strzok and Page, we got to defend them. That gives me hope that there's something in there. Um, the Kavanaugh thing, if he is battling Kavanaugh, their testimony is Monday. Does this help by distracting Kavanaugh's confirmation? Does this help that? Yes. It does take the sting out it of her testimony. Yes, yes. And the Republicans who are allowing her to testimony are playing their own election game. Remember that. Mm-hmm. They're playing their election game because Grassley and everybody else gets to say, what? We support women. We said she should be heard. That's mm-hmm. the reason we heard her testimony instead of just gaveling for a vote. Yep. We heard her out. They can still have the vote. They Listen, they weren't likely going to get um, Murkowski and um, Collins anyways. They weren't likely going to get them. Joe Manchin was a question. They were hoping to get him from the, um, from the Democrats. So they like, weren't likely going to get them. It's going to be about what it was. I don't think it's going to change any votes. All the Republicans did, or others that called for this, are just looking good so they can go home to their home districts or states and say, yeah, we, called, we supported women. We heard her out, and in the end, we voted for him anyway. So I don't know if it's going to change that much, but it does distract from the spectacle on Monday. Mm-hmm. If you've got a couple of big deal, holy moly, can you believe that was in there? It takes the sting out of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it fills up that news cycle a little bit mm-hmm. so we can move forward. Here we are, September 18th now. The election is, I believe, seven weeks from today. Mm-hmm. Seven weeks from today. If there are some big deals in this, it does gobble up that news cycle over the next three, four weeks, right? If it's big enough, if it would take us enough, right yeah. up to the election. But over the next three, four weeks, they get to say, put Republicans back in because look at what they tried to do. We've got a clean house at the FBI. We've got, right? And I need more senators to be Republican. They're making their case to play the victim to say, you've got to support Republicans. It'll be interesting to see what's all in it. Another theory, by the way, about that senior White House official who wrote that anonymous op-ed. Un- you re- you know what the suggestion is? No. It's conspiracy theory that Trump wrote it. Oh, yeah. I've, yeah. I've- Michael Moore said that. Oh. Hmm. Nah. <laughs> Chris was like, well, oh, okay, no, no. 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 <laughs> Maybe it's a- off oh, Michael Moore. No, he absolutely did. The Morning Blaze. We're kind of like the real news, except honest and factual. Huh. What a concept. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. with Doc Thompson. Patriot Mobile is waiting for you to sign up today if you haven't done so already. Man, they do so much good in the world, especially as we talk about all this stuff. I mean, there's some really heady things going on with the Russian investigation. We're talking about Kavanaugh, and that stuff's really frustrating. Ultimately, we know we have to make good choices and decisions, and how do we do it? 
well, with our vote, by being good people, sticking to those values. The problem is the forces that stand us against us are immense. Part of the problem is we're always defending. And you know why we're always defending? Because we started at a place of good. They started at a place of they didn't like what was good. Mm-hmm. They being the other side. We didn't, if we were right now in North Korea and we're all the underground, we're trying to overthrow the regime because it's bad. And what would we set up? Something good. America was the compromise. The Constitution was the compromise to protect all people's rights. And we're all like, hey, good. This is good. They began challenging immediately because they don't want that. They want socialism and everything. So we're constantly defending, and that's a horrible position to be in. Yeah. At least when you get to go on offense, you you know, you, you can play do the something. Play a little bit. Right. This is just defend, <laughs> defend, defend. And they've got so much uh, money and influence in Hollywood and academia. So one of the ways that you can fight against these people and these bad ideas is with your dollars. Yeah, I know you don't have any extra money. I don't either. But if you could take something that you already buy, like your your cell service, yeah. and have a little bit of that money go to something good and have it stop working against you, why wouldn't you do it? That's what Patriot Mobile does. They support causes and organizations and candidates that you support as well. So you don't pay any more. In fact, you're probably going to save money on your bill when you sign up for a Patriot Mobile account today. You Yet, some of that money, just a little bit of it, from their profits on their end, will go to supporting organizations and candidates that you support. It's called Patriot Mobile. I'm telling you, it's a great company. Don't worry about service or, you know, they're lesser known. None of that matters. You're going to get amazing nationwide coverage, wonderful customer service, and probably a cheaper bill that works for the ideas that you work for. Mm-hmm. And it's patriotmobile.com slash doc. It's real simple. Patriotmobile.com slash doc or 800-A-PATRIOT. Sign up today. James saying I almost about fainted when Chris said, I got your numbers, but caught my breath when they said they weren't the numbers on procrastination. Oh, I got those coming up next. Oh, you do? Okay, yeah, good, I, good, I good. can't do them right here because we only got like a minute yeah. or so left and we're going to get some tweets, yeah, but cons- I'll do those. No, those are coming up next. Okay. Constitutional yeah. drunk saying Trump did not write the op-ed because tremendous was not used <laughs> even once. Michael Moore, He it sounded crazy and it sounded, but he said he believes that either Trump or one of his minions wrote it. Okay. He's the master distractor. I He's the king that. of yep. misdirect. If we okay. have learned anything by now, if he does not... Uh, he does things that get people to turn away. Uh, let me give you a line here that is the most identifiable that he wants the public to believe. It's the line that says, don't worry, adults are in the room. That's the idea to get us to calm down and look away from what he's really doing. There, that letter was too back and forth to be all in support of Trump by Trump, even for yeah. a distraction. Yeah. 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 It wouldn't have been so walk the line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's possible. I think it's yeah. unlikely. Jaco Jedi said in, saying term limits now. Yes, absolutely. I'm with you 100%. <laughs> Soggy Platypus saying lots of courts, uh, lot, lots of courts, judges, uh, prosecutors, rubber stamps, and pat on leech speeding tickets. That's what's inside his tech That's what's inside pouch. Tech, tech Roo's pouch today. Awesome. All right, well, leave a little room in the pouch, Tech yes, Roo. because uh, we have... Coming up next, we'll get to him as soon as we do this break, the new numbers on procrastination. Dude, Stand by. Here so exciting. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network.
If you're enjoying what you're hearing, congratulations, you have a sense of humor. This is the Morning Blaze. All right, uh, get the tweets uh, in with the hashtag what right? I learned today. What's that? You got the numbers? I do, but first I have to do a RidUZone so commercial. I got my copy here. Okay, yeah, let me do this RidUZone commercial okay. and we'll get to it. Uh, RidUZone.com is waiting for you. RidUZone, proud sponsor of the broadcast. It's uh, it's really one of my favorite clients to work with, too. Our, our clients are all really good people. We make sure we vet everybody before we end up doing business with them. If we don't like their product services, we don't believe they think they're going to hold a certain standard, then we just we don't support them. Uh, but Riduzone, the guys have a great backstory. Hardworking guys who are pro capitalism. They're out there trying to you know figure this stuff mm-hmm. out. They're smart and their product works great. It actually helps people. You know, I told the story or suggested the idea in the past that when you choose a business or something to get involved in, if you if you have a business that you know is doing good in the world or something more positive, it makes your life a lot better. I told the story that the guy I knew that always wanted to be a doctor, and he grew up and became a doctor, and he realized his dream and hated it because he worked in an emergency room. And he's like, everybody's always miserable. So he went back to school and became a plastic surgeon, and although that's not life and death, it's cosmetic surgery, he loved his life because he said, I, I was really, you know, people were in a good mood. They were positive. And I know everybody gets different value out of different things, but do you understand the difference there? When you have a product like that, like Ridgie's only, you know, is truly helping people. It's awesome. The stories we've had, we just had uh, somebody tweet at us in the last couple of days, 40 yeah. some pounds. Yeah, it was, uh, she lost 40 something, the husband lost 20 something pounds just awesome. because of the using... Riduzone. Try Riduzone today. It works for you. It's based on two things. Number one, that it uh, fills you up or gives you that full feeling to make you, you know, not crave the food as much. You go through your day, you don't have that like gargling hunger in the pit of your stomach. So it helps shave off those hunger cravings and then it boosts your metabolism. So you don't feel as, uh, or so you're burning more. And you're also going to have that extra little spring in your step as well. It's RidUZone.com. Order today. You'll be so happy you did. RidUZone.com. Bottom line, it works. You order it, and you got to take it. RidUZone.com. Oh, crud. Hang on. We got to do this first. Hang on. It's to dream and to do. We are Building America. Okay, we have a Building America scheduled, so let me get this in, then we'll get to those new numbers on procrastination. Okay, I'll, I'll push you right next. Joining okay. us now, Kevin Mueller-Liley from Yard Games. Hey, Kevin, how are you? Hey, Doc, doing very well. How are you? Doing well. Uh, so is it YardGames.com? Is that your website? Correct. Okay, YardGames.com. Now, what are, what are Yard Games? Yard Games are kind of what you would, would envision. Uh, you got the, the cornhole as the staple around for decades here and uh, invented in America. You throw the bags, also known as bag, bag toss, tailgate toss. They go by many names. Um, we also have uh, what's called Coob. It's an old Scandinavian game. It's where you basically throw wooden dowels underhand and you knock over wooden blocks. Pretty much any, any game you can play outside uh, can be Wait, considered a, a yard game. So that's called Coob Nation, the Scandinavian <laughs> it's just called It's just called Coob. Uh, we, oh. I, I suppose we, we titled Coob Nation because oh, it's kind of its own, oh. yeah, it's its own nation of, uh, of cult, uh, cult followers because it's a, it's a great, it's a game that's been around for supposedly invented by the Vikings. They used to play it with skulls and femurs, uh, in, uh, in Scandinavia. So it's, uh, oh, got a really my cool, golly. cool history. Have- 
You have giant Jenga. Oh, of course. Of course. That's awesome. I have the giant Jenga. Okay. Yeah. Giant Jenga is wonderful. That's really cool. So adults can play and you got the big blocks. I'm thinking it'd be nice to have even bigger ones, though, and maybe sharp edges. That would be really cool. (laughs) It's not the Hunger Games. Yeah. It's not not the Hunger Games. What are you doing? (laughs) If it falls, you get slashed. I mean, not not like permanent, like it is serious damage, but one that hurts a little, you know. So you want Yenga with going, like some stakes on it? You know, make it ups the stakes a little bit, sure. <laughs> you're you're going back to uh, yard darts. You remember the old <laughs> yeah, yard darts? Oh, those are awesome. Band. Yes, yes, uh, jarts. When I was a kid, they were jarts. That's yeah. right. Yep. Um, yep. Here's what I propose, though, Chris. It's the, here's what we do. We we just offer shock collars. We play because. I mean, he's already oh, got the games here. Yeah. So if you lose, you got an independent judge over there that shocks you. Mm. How's that? Can we do so that? So we could partner up with yardgames.com. That's right. Like we a, use their like product. Like a partnership, show. yes. <laughs> what to do is just put a link up to shock collars. That way you're not on the hook for it. <laughs> Kevin, that's all. So these are really cool. you got a lot of games. I mean, dozens and dozens of them. Um, and a lot of these are, you know, adult games. They're not adult like they're adult themed, but that adults can play too. They're not just targeted for kids, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's really to get the whole family, you know, outside and active. It's a great, you know, movement. Uh, obviously, everybody's trying to get their kids away from the video games and all that. So they're just a great alternative for family outings. A lot of, a lot of people are kind of taking the staycations where they just, you know, stay home or go up to the cabin. So great, uh, great games to to just bring and entertain family, family and friends. Okay, so we have a giant Connect Four here. And I have kicked Chris Cruz's butt at Connect Four over and yes, over you have. and over again. We, it was <laughs> horrible. disgusting. It's horrible. It I played disgusting. a whole different yeah. level. Chris, you know, some, <laughs> where they say, well, you're playing chess and someone else is playing checkers. No, no. I'm playing chess and Chris is drunk on the side of the road. That's the <laughs> level of difference we're at here. Kid you not, I was so disgusted in how many times you it's beat like, me. It was just, Chris didn't get two colors in a row no, or, next to each no. other. <laughs> Is we're all surrounded was, by my colors. That's it, how it bad looked it was. like. You know, black and white boards. Like right, that. exactly. Just like that. I don't know how he managed to do it. It was bad. He couldn't even get him in the slot. All right, so uh, awesome. Trying, games. trying to make a pretty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell us how you started the company and when you started. Sure, and actually, it was uh, it was the game I mentioned earlier, Coob, that that got me started on it. My my uncle introduced it to me uh, over ten years ago. We played it. I just I loved it, and I, I kind of I looked for it to see if it was available, and there really wasn't many uh, quality, um, decent priced options available. So I started making them in my garage. So we started pretty similar to you know a lot of the a lot of the small business stories you hear. We started making them in our garage, and um, and and orders started coming in. We we sold them on on our website and then on Amazon and. <laughs> The story I always tell is in Christmas, we started getting so many orders. I'm out in my garage freezing, you know, making these coop sets. And I started thinking, all right, well, it's a good problem to have, right? But, uh, yeah, not, uh, not, not the ideal setup. So we outsourced. We found some new manufacturing and um, and, and, and continued to sell the coop game online on Amazon. And that and, and that kind of continued to grow. And we expanded our product line and um, and, and, and then introduced the yardgames.com brand. We basically started yardgames.com, the website, and, and that's how we brand the product. I love that, though. Mother, uh, the necessities of Mother Adventure, you're like, I've got to make these in the garage. There's got to be a better Stupid way. Stupid orders coming in, I but know. I want the money. I know, right? I'm freezing here. Okay, let's, let's figure uh, this out. Some hot chocolate. That's right. <laughs> no, that's I really had one cool. of those. 
one of those blowers, one of those big uh, propane fuel blowers, just blowing oh. on me. I'm thinking this this can't yeah. be real safe either. Yeah. Well, yeah, and so I can imagine this too. You're like, okay, so I'm gonna have to be in the garage. I got to warm this up out here. Let's get a blower. Then you're making them, and you're going. Idiot! I got to find somebody else to make them. <laughs> I know. Get out of the garage all together. How did I use? What did I come right. up with this That's idea? Right. And I need to stay up longer. So what can I? No, no. wait a minute. Hire someone Rethink else. This. <laughs> Grow the business. Well, yeah, that's right. That's the challenges. You always, you always have to uh, have to pivot and uh, and change the business plan a little bit. Yeah. So I see here that also on your website you ha- uh, you kind of divide games into events. You have beach, brewery, camping, party, tailgating, wedding games, wedding packages. That's pretty cool. Yeah, thanks. The weddings is actually a big one that we've been pushing a lot lately. We we just recently invested in a laser engraver, so we can engrave Ooh. the like you said the giant jank. We can engrave the blocks. You know, it's a lot of a lot of uh, newlyweds like to put you know their their nice monogram initials on them, and they put them on and they use them as a guest book at their wedding. Mm. Um, it's uh, it's been great to do that. So we can engrave. Yeah, that the. Uh, uh, the Jenga, the Giant Connect Force, we, we actually have several different discs. They're little wooden discs that we can engrave, you know, the names on. We can engrave the coop sets and the dice. So uh, if someone were to so have that, a wedding, you know, on the first oh. day of fall, um, and it's an outside wedding. Oh, my wedding. gosh. Are you serious? What? You're hitting him up for, for wedding stuff. No, oh, my no. gosh. I'm just saying. <laughs> this whole Building America is about... Kevin, you have awesome products, and it seems like a great company, and what? I'm sorry that you have been a part of this trickery but from All Chris. I'm saying is, if someone were to get married on Saturday, and it's an outside <laughs> waiting, bag. and forgot to kind of schedule some entertainment, what kind of games do you suggest? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. that's We have packages, wedding packages. You can take a look at those all the way up to basically you got the cornhole, the connect for the timbers. You're going to have cornhole yeah, at your wedding. Nice. Yes. Cornhole at your wedding. There you go. That's, awesome. I mean, that, that you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. And you can have Coob, too. Yeah, could be a part of it as well. Coob and cornhole. Okay. I, I, and again, Kevin, I apologize for Chris's obvious little scam <laughs> here. But, well, uh, congrats on the, on the upcoming uh, wedding. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so I have a couple of questions about products here, first of all. I see um, giant wooden yard dice. Now, is that for a giant Yahtzee-type game? Or is it that for, like, is. is that like yard craps? Yeah, well, well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. Some of my neighbors have been really pushing me to get an oversized craps, just like a rollout mat. <laughs> and we said, well, you know, we already got the dice. Let's let's go for it. I so like, uh, it's, it's a possibility. I you like your neighbors already. Yeah, we, I like them already. Kevin, you hit him right at the sweet spot uh, of Doc right. Thompson. You had him, you know, oh, so far you had him, but now you just dropped the shoe right there, and then he's... Giant craps I may get that going at Chris's wedding now. Now I'm in. Now you're in. Now you're in. You know, the house has got to take their cut, too. You know, I'll offer you odds, but, you know, I'm not giving you Vegas odds. I mean, the hard ways, you might get like five, six to one. That's it. Let's see. When we when we bring it to you, we take, we take. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I see something called Scatter Outdoor Game. And I was looking, and then all of a sudden I was like, is that like a different game we used to play as a kid. How does that, how do you play scatter? What is that? Like a lawn bowling type game. Yeah. Scatter is really cool. It's basically got the points right on the pins there. And so you throw <clears throat> this, this probably bigger than necessary sized dowel at these, at these pins and knock them over. So you bowl them over essentially. And then they start to scatter, hence the name. And you uh, set them up where they land. So, so when the next person goes, 
they they they're trying to hit one, but it starts getting farther away because as as people you know knock them over, they continue to fall fall farther away. Oh, and you get okay. you get the amount of points on the pin unless you hit two or more. If you hit two two down, then you only get two points. So if you're trying you you, you play to fifty, and if you want to start getting higher score, you gotta like you gotta try to just peg like the ten, eleven, or twelve. You know, get the high get the high points, and you just want to hit that one because if you hit another one, you only get two points. Okay, now it's important, Chris, to remember we read the directions before we get drunk. <laughs> and you're not going to remember them. We need we need we need a designated rule keeper. Yes, that's I'll give what you we that. Need. Yes, yes. Uh, what what is? I'm telling you, guys, that's the thing too with yeah. these games with Scatter and Coop. You know, you explain it like on you know here on the radio or, or however, and uh, people kind of gloss over. But you really you have to play it. Once you play it, people are just hooked. That's why, like I said, we have that Coop Nation, like you mentioned that. Um, it it really does it really does hook, get you hooked. What is Can Jam? Um, Can Jam was invented probably about ten years ago. Uh, frisbee, you toss the frisbee and you try to get it in the in the bucket. That oh, was okay. actually pretty simple. <laughs> so it's like uh, mobile frolf, mobile mobile uh, sure. frisbee golf. Okay, I get oh, you. Oh, frolf. Okay, yeah, yeah. There you yeah. go. Yep, I didn't. Yeah, so basically you have a partner that can like slam it, slam dunk it in. It's like an alley oop. You toss it over, and the and the partner can slam it in, or you can try to get it through the little slot there. Awesome, so it's, awesome. That's pretty. That's pretty simply explained game. Yeah. So uh, where do you go from here? Do you guys do develop new games, or are you um, just going to grow the business? Yeah, new games is absolutely what we what we love doing. It's it's that's what we we tr- we strive to have our website be the spot for you know for up and coming new games that people are looking to do. We have people contacting us to, to market, to basically manufacture and, and mass produce and, and market their games and distribute them. Wow. So when someone's out in the backyard, they say, yeah, we came up. This is the newest. This is a new game. You know, they can reach out to us and we can help them, help them make it real. We've done that with a couple, couple games already. How many, um, so we just, we, I'm, I'm sorry. I was just, how many times do uh, have people contacted you and they start explaining the game and then realize mid sentence that it was, um, it made more sense when they were drunk. No, it was great because <laughs> we, know. and then, oh, wait a minute. It turns out that doesn't make sense yeah, at all. Yeah. You know what? After, after second look, you know, yeah, no, and the set, and we get, we get a lot of people that contact us <laughs> with new game ideas and people do have to sometimes take a step back and, and realize, you know, Hey, this game might be, you know, 80 pounds to ship. So let's, <laughs> let's just realize. <laughs> okay. We, here. we need 200 pound blocks. And then, yeah, it's not real practical at this stuff. Okay, cool. Now, have you come up with, uh, invented any games yourself that you've tried to uh, push we through? We have. Yeah. yeah, we have. Our, yeah. Our, our favorite one that we've come up with is Giant Ring Toss. I mean, okay, so, yeah, I get it. It's, ring Toss has been around. Um, but what we did is we took, um, so those ring frisbees, you remember those ring frisbees with the soft edges? Yeah. Um, so we make we make those and then and you know you know you can launch those things a mile. So they're just it's a fun frisbee to have. So it comes with those frisbees, and then you, we incorporated a ring toss aspect to it. So we have the the frame and the posts that stick up, and you um, and you try to toss the the rings around around the posts. And we made up a game that basically scores like cornhole. Um, if you guys are familiar with cornhole, sure. basically it's the three points in the hole, one point on the board. So it's the same concept on ours with three points if you get it in the middle. And then one point around the edges. Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff. Okay. Real quick. What advice do you give uh, anybody else who's starting a business? And uh, I don't know if I should start this and want to be an entrepreneur. What do you tell them? 
Sure, absolutely. I, and, and it's similar to what I, you know, what we just mentioned about, you know, people with new game ideas, um, not to, not to get disheartened by, you know, by, by the first, if the first one doesn't work out and to really, really take outside opinion to heart and, and, and take, you know, you know, get a lot of, get a lot of opinion and, and, and don't, don't get clouded in your own vision where you, you, you know, you have this idea and you just keep pushing through, you know, wasting money on something that might not, that might not be, you know, might not work. It's, it's really, um, I have my, my, uh, my daughter's a kid's book that says the only failure can, can come if you quit, you know, ultimately you gotta, you gotta go through the, the first, the first few iterations and, and to, to really find something that succeeds because, um, ultimately, uh, you gotta, you gotta stay kind of on your toes and you gotta be able to, gotta be open-minded and pivot when, when necessary. Evolve a little bit when necessary. That makes a lot of sense. Evolve a little bit because to be honest, our, our, our business started with a game, a cornhole game that tips. Um, that isn't even on the market anymore. That's actually how, how we did start. It was a game that, that was, you know, was the, it was, you know how the game is at a slant. Well, we put legs in the middle and we made it tip, and it was a fun game, but very difficult to bring it to market. And so as we were doing that, we were selling Coop, and then, you know, we, we, kind of, we moved into that direction. So you, you just have to be flexible and, and, and be open-minded. Awesome. All right, it's uh, Kevin from YardGames.com, and what we'll do is we'll post this on uh, social media, get all the information out, and we wish you the best of luck, buddy. Thanks so much. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you having me. Have a great day, Kevin. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, Minostalgia is waiting for you and your order at blazewildrice.com. Another great company with a success story. They've been around for almost 30 years now, but they started out the same way Kevin and a lot of others did with a simple product, and it evolved from there. In the beginning, it was just the rice. Um, Jay realized, hey, this is a great product. It's healthy. It's naturally cholesterol-free. It's naturally gluten-free. It's free of all the a lot of things that other rices will absorb, like um, like arsenic. That's a huge problem with with rice around the world because rice absorbs so much water, and there's a lot of arsenics in groundwater. You don't have to worry about that, but it does have trace minerals and it has vitamins, and it is almost a complete protein by itself. So he has this amazing product that he would sell the rice, and then rice products made from that. You know, the rice flours and other things you can make. And then branched out to other edible memories from the Northwoods of Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota is filled with, um, you know, uh, different local things like blueberries and stuff like that, that they grow and harvest and they make the jellies and the jams and the syrups and honey, honey, the cinnamon honey is is probably my best, uh, my favorite. The hazelnut and that's good. The cinnamon Mm -hmm. was a whole nother Mm -hmm. level because what you do with that, it's, it replaces the need for when you're making like cinnamon toast, got to put the cinnamon, the sugar, whatever, spread some of that good to go and the ingredients are so simple yeah the, the ingredients yeah are when you look at the labels on all so this. simple yep very simple talking? basic stuff yep. just go to blazewildrice.com blazewildrice.com they're also uh, offering some help if yes. you use the promo code help 10 help 10 you could get a five pound bag or a eight pound jug of long rain wild rice wild rice flour wild rice polenta they will be donated to mercury one and the nasarim fund when you use promo code help 10. help 10 Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson.
Almost forgot to tell you about TACPAC. Wow. Got to go to TACPAC.com and sign up for your monthly subscription pack. It's like TAC is in tactical, pack is in package. They send you this monthly package when you sign up. And it only costs you about forty nine ninety five. actually exactly forty nine ninety five a month. But the value is always between $100 and $150 minimum. Mm-hmm. And occasionally it's even higher, but it's filled with really good stuff from name brands you'll really appreciate as well. But the best part about this is... You can cancel any time. There's no subscription. And other packages where they're monthly subscription boxes or whatever, you can't do that. So if you have a problem, you're just out. You're running into hard times, just cancel it. But the big thing is sign up today, and it makes a great gift idea for somebody as well. Sign them up for a month or two or five, and then the rest is on them. TACPAC.com. What did I just see? We got a T-shirt? One we got a T-shirt. Uh, and actually, this month's value is $131. $131. So make sure to sign up for TACPAC at TACPAC.com. Alrighty, that is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the morning place. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned the Chuck E. Cheese Bedlam package comes with 25 bucks in tokens, two large pizzas, and light gunplay. We learned the... How light is a gunplay? Just gunplay. You want to, If you want more than that, you got to sign up the next oh, package. Oh, the next package. Got That's it, the got Platinum it, Bedlam it. package. Ooh-wee. We learned the only thing on the internet that brings more joy to me than invi- the Invisible Challenge is pictures of people busted for huffing paint. <laughs> They're always silver or gold. That's right. Is that and the only colors you can huff? Silver and gold. Not the onlys, but it's the preferred. That's, oh, got it, got it. That's the good it. stuff. Got we learned uh, what I learned today from the Kavanaugh hearings. Hashtag women never lie. <laughs> I'll stop right there. Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn today? Well, I learned that when huffing paint, there's one important question, Doc. Do I need a second coating? Do I need a second? Is it good enough, or am I going to get this all? And I'm such a big fan of Mac Miller. Doc, did you know that he smoked for the first time in the fifth grade? Okay, just and- stop. Don't I, Like, I don't know about Mac Miller. And he used to sell stolen TVs and rob purses for studio time. Okay, just stop. I know this. You're insulting me now. Kirk Jones, spin of the dials, radio style, Mercury Studios, Dallas, Texas. What, if anything, did you learn today? I learned today that Doc is not only a doctor in aromatherapy, but also in rap. Thank you. Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did the listeners learn today? Jack Jedi, once again, term limits now. I'm with you. Bob blah, blah. Love the Bob blah, Word blah. has said Brett Kavanaugh was gluten for putting pops in college. He was putting the pops in the college with the mouth, hand over the mouth. Go ahead. JR15 talking about poster. Chris Cruz just said, y'all. Okay, that was really fast. I didn't understand it, but how about one more good one? Uh, Lori D saying, I was not being I, I was being a jackal, not a punk. Okay, one more. That's not a good one. Uh, high Country Digger saying, I need to buy paint at the store. Doc gets his paint at? Home Depot. Okay. Hey, I didn't get those new numbers. I'm crest. Thanks for uh, the Bell and Mary. We'll do it tomorrow. What else do we have coming tomorrow? Chef Patrick, we're going to talk about voting fraud. What is Glenn have coming up? He's talking about the Emmys getting political. What is Glenn wearing today? Outrage. Lots of outrage. Remember, the Morning Blaze is today a Chris Cruz production. Six Semper Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever, Wherever you, you are. are. Anya, now you go home. Oh, you did it. Believe it or not, you are actually being informed. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.